0: taking your calls in the studio. 614-412-5252. That's the number. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio station, radio show on any station across the nation. And uh, you can hear us live every single Sunday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The lines are full right now. We're going to try to get to everybody, but uh, it seems like there's a lot of folks out there that got something to say. Thank you for uh, calling in with your stories. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We've been doing this for seven years now. We're coming to you live out of the downtown Columbus, Ohio Free Press Studios. We are a part of the Pacifica Radio Network, and uh, always glad to do this show. This one's easy. You, uh, the listeners, do all the work. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: it takes stamina to get this one done.
1: Yeah, it's a long one, but. What are you going to do? You know, I get to we get to take a little bit of time off the mics at times and we get to take a break. And I don't know. It's a relaxing show. It's more relaxing than the other one, because when one person's talking, you don't have to be the next one to talk necessarily. <laughs> it does make it easy. Uh,
0: tonight in the studio, we do have a uh, special guest, Josh. You know him on Twitter as username Joshua. He's uh, been in the background couple of the shows listened in but uh never been on the mic before tonight he's going to share some of his wisdom with all of you hey street fighters hey
1: you're he was saying hey to us not y'all but uh <laughs> i was saying hi to y'all <laughs> oh man how's it going brett pretty good
0: um i went and saw a concert last night but i made the mistake of doing some mushrooms around some squares and they started talking about, like, the cost-benefit analysis of going, and it kind of made me boil over and kind of fucked up my night.
1: That happens, man. Some people, they only think about money. Yeah. Then, and how, the, how this relates to money, you know? It's like everything has a little price tag on it, and there's no magic in the world. Remove all the magic from the world when you do that.
0: Yeah, and that's not something you say to, to me when I'm on that psilocybin. Like, I'm feeling earthy as
1: hell, like, magical yeah, you're like, I don't, I like magic. I want like to, I don't, I, let's not, I look, we I just have a just, rule. When it's an angel. I have a rule, and this is why I go to the movies alone all the time. Or, like, basically all the concerts I go to are just with Brad or my wife or something. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I want to leave and then, like, basically just don't talk to me about the show after it's over. So, you like, I probably had a good time, and we don't have to talk about it if you didn't like it. That's how I always feel, and, like... you know keep that to yourself I've gone to movies with people who when they left they were like that movie sucked and it's like I didn't think it sucked man yeah what about the cool stuff that we just saw but I don't think a lot of people like think that their kind of mood or their thing can affect yours the way that the the way that it does, like I think some people say things and they just think like ah you know that was my opinion. Why should he care what my opinion is? And it's like ah we were all here together enjoying a moment. And when I find out you didn't have a good time, it makes me feel personally responsible for you not having a good time. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, it's like blocking my shine. It's like taking away like I don't no I don't want that. I don't want to even think about that with this this uh, event that we just went through. I don't want to think about that way at all. I just don't like the critique culture stuff. Like, well, I mean, the set list could have been rearranged a little bit differently, and uh, maybe they could have had a better transition through the, for the encore. And I'm just like, I mean, fucking, the guys went up there and did the goddamn music that we love. I've been waiting 10 years to see uh, Fleet Foxes, and I finally did. And it was just so annoying because everybody was like, wasn't it really boring? And I'm like, no, because I like the music. I don't like it. It's not like a joke. I don't think, isn't it really funny that, like, this
1: doesn't have any guitar solos in it? That's not why I like the music. Yeah. Well, I know the first thing when you got to my house, my sister was like, hey, I wanted to go to that concert, but I thought it was going to be really boring. And I was like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> way to go at it. You don't have to go at them like that. I can understand that. But I just am a person that like it doesn't
0: have to always be high energy. I get enough high energy in my regular life. I have like, you know, I have a, uh, I go pretty high energy in the middle of the day because of some freak out or something i don't you know i don't have to save that all for the weekend i can do
1: it whenever i want you know you don't have to explain it to me sometimes i just want to listen to some sad, i call it sad bastard music where yeah it's just like i'll just sit here and listen to this i'll be fine like this is this will improve my mood in a way Like sometimes like it's not boring isn't the right word for that kind of thing anyway quiet it's quiet yeah who cares i went i Home. mean like yeah yeah I don't I do I do have to like go on the side of like I went and saw Violent Femmes once and like we were all sitting in the audience just talking to each other and we could hear each other over the music and I didn't like that experience very much I wouldn't have been I never uh, this is probably the first time I'm criticizing that experience in my life like I just I left and I was like ah, that was fun wasn't it like you know my wife's up there dancing enjoying the songs You know, I'm not going to be like, look at you dancing the dumb stuff that sucks. Right. (laughs) But like the. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I just I don't like to say my opinion on stuff like like unless somebody specifically asked me, how did you like that? What did you think of that? And then you're like,
2: Okay. Well,
1: and even then, you can still lie and be like, that ah, was fun. I loved being there with my friends. Right, right. That's a great answer. <laughs> have <That, laughs> to comment on the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been at war with my cable company since Thursday. And uh, before we start taking calls, I want to bring this up because I did ask a pretty specific question on Twitter and Facebook uh, when I put the phone number up about customer service experiences, right? Like, and I want to hear both sides because I have been on both sides of this experience, particularly the cable experience. So I've been on both sides of this experience and I had a kind of a freak out on one of them on Thursday night because I was I decided to make a call. I called Spectrum, my cable company. I called them on the phone, and I said, look, my Wi-Fi goes down every, every single night. And it, like, doesn't work. I don't know what's causing it. It's intermittent. And he was like, is it happening now? And I said, no. And he said, well, I can't really. Let me take a look at some stuff, and I'll send a signal, and that'll fix it. Okay, a signal's not going to fix it. Sure. Like, I fucking know that. And I even tried to, like, make it easy. Which I don't do. I don't like to do. This is something that I don't like to do. I'm going to preface this and I probably shouldn't have done it. And I didn't do it the third time I called. I said I used to like I used to work for insight. Oh boy. And I said <laughs> <laughs> I have a very clean setup. I know how everything is set up. I said it just goes. I told him how it comes in. You know it, it just goes through one splitter and a right to me. And I I run one TV and three phones so that sh- and I have the turbo fast internet. And I'm like, that shouldn't knock me down. I shouldn't be hitting anywhere near the bandwidth limit or whatever. And uh, the guy was like, well, you know, if I send a signal, call us back. If it goes down again. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's
0: just all flavor text.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the whole time I'm saying, I'm like, he's probably like, you know, doing the oh, jerk off motion with his hand and everything else. This guy knows what he's talking about. And I wasn't trying to, like, tell the guy how to do his job. I was more saying, like, I've done the troubleshooting and probably a little bit more troubleshooting than the average person that calls in. Because, like, I kind of know some tricks, you know. Uh, I call. It goes out. I'm laying in my bed Thursday night at about 1 30, or 1130 at night. And I'm just getting ready to watch something on TV and it fucking goes out. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to call now. They'll set up a service call. They'll send somebody to my house and they'll come and fix it. We're 30 minutes into the call and she's still like, well, we got to do this for troubleshooting. We got to do this for troubleshooting and we're troubleshooting for 30 minutes. And I, she was like, everything looks good on our end. And I'm like, but (laughs) (laughs) I said, nothing's working here that like none of my stuff is working and it's not all of my devices that are broken you know i would it's got to be your thing that's causing this everything is yours the the router is yours right the modem is yours so okay i i i get that it looks good to you it's not working and i felt like by this time like it almost feels like they're calling you a liar you know like oh you just want somebody to come out i'm like I don't want to be on the, I finally just, I'm like, I don't want to be on the phone with you at midnight. And I don't want to sit around my house waiting for a service tech to show up. This is not something I'm doing to try to fool you. And then she's like, okay, hold on one second. Puts me on hold, comes back. And she fucking says to me, let me ask you a question oh when you my. unplug your modem in your router do you leave them unplugged for 30 seconds and oh then plug man. them back in this particular oh order man. and i fucking flipped it i was just like look yes fuck it though i guess nothing's happening i'm just gonna hang up now i give up you win there's nothing wrong yeah that's how they get a lot of that's how they keep it rolling I hung up the phone. They got you. See, yeah,
0: I crumble too. That bureaucracy sometimes, I just have to tap out.
1: (laughs) Ten minutes later, she calls me back. And I answer because it's fucking one o'clock in the morning by this time. And I'm like, she's like, I'm really sorry. I just have to do this stuff to cover for myself. And I told her, like, I understand you have to do it. But I've been through this twice now today. And I just want this fixed. Is there anything that we can do here? And she's like... She's like, well, I need you to do one more thing, and we do a speed test. And she's like, well, the speeds look good there. And I'm like, I know. I'm telling you that it's an intermittent problem. She's like, see, intermittent means that if they come out and it's not doing it, then they'll charge you. For the service call, I'm like now you're now you're threatening me, right? Like, wh- what do you want me to do?
0: Like, you really want to say you really want to complain about the service that much? <laughs> it's going to cost you.
1: Yeah, I'm like, fuck, man. I I guess then don't send anybody out. But then this problem's not fixed, and you're going to have to deal with me calling all the time to get it fixed. What are we doing here? It is definitely a thing. And then she's like, bring the modem to the office, switch it out, and and bring it home. And I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, fine. That's a start. It comes back on. Last night, I lay down in my bed with my wonderful wife to watch Jessica Jones, and my internet's out. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? I get on the. I called him last night. I just called him. Right. He's like, it's out. And this the guy's is your, like, this is
0: new relationship with, that you have with them now. <laughs> yeah.
1: The guy's like, oh, it's definitely out. We can see that it's out on our end. So that's something. And I'm like, yeah, can we get it fixed? And he was like, I can get somebody out there on Tuesday. I'm like, I called on Thursday. <laughs> I shouldn't have to wait till Tuesday. I've been calling about this for three days. It's back on now. But as soon as I got to the uh, – nev- nobody ever came. Mm-hmm. As, and I didn't set up the appointment because I was so fucking just like, it's 1 in the morning. I'm high as shit. I don't feel like dealing with, like, yelling at a manager or yelling at anybody. And I can't imagine that anybody is there at 1 in the morning that can do anything. And, and even then, like, I know because of this show – That that person on the other side, because of the show and my life experience and all of that, that that person on the other side of the phone has no power to fix this, right? Like I know that, but like I lost my temper with these people like three times, and like I even felt kind of guilty afterwards. And I'm like, why am I yelling at the people (laughs) that are just working for twelve dollars an hour at the call center? It's like because they've been dehumanized. Well, they're dehumanizing me. I don't think they've been dehumanized. They're not people though. They're just
0: a flowchart. Like they aren't give. They aren't like listening to you and responding to your questions. They're looking at a piece of paper or running through some training and saying the stuff that gets them
1: in the next part of the flowchart and, and hopefully get you off the phone. Yeah, and I took them through like I, I was saying stuff like, "Look, just can we think of this logically?" Like. And then I explained all the stuff. I mean, she had me down in my basement checking the splitter. And I was just like, dude. And then I even told her, there doesn't even need to be a splitter here. All I have is this. This is all that's set up. It should fucking work. It should work. And it's just, now I'm fighting with him. I can't get him to come to my house. I cannot get a guy to come to my house. And let me tell you something. 45 minutes is the amount of time... It would take somebody, and I don't think this needs to be done. For the record, I don't think this needs to be done. I'm going to say this on the air, but it would take somebody 45 minutes to come to my house, run a new line from the pole to the house, into the house, and to my modem. 45 minutes is all it would take to run the whole thing again, and then they could really just be like, okay, it's your fault. It's in your house. Or, But like that would probably solve the problem. You know, it's not a hard job. It's not something. So all I'm thinking about for this three days is like we need to. We First of all, we need to. I don't, I don't want to say nationalize because that's the wrong word. We need to, what I would say, communalize the cable company so that I know how to fix the cable. I'll be in charge of the cable on my street. You know, why don't they just leave me the tools and let me do it? If they don't want to send anybody to do it, I'll do it. I promise I won't fuck with the cable. I know how to fix it. I'm mad now because I know how to fix it. I could fix this. Well, and they won't let me and they won't send anybody to do it. See, I'm mad again.
0: They need to get some sort of independent certification so that not like every customer can work on their cable, <laughs> yeah. but you can have like a designation as an ex-cable guy. To be like, um, well, I'll take a credit on my bill if you just let me take care of it.
1: Or a class. Maybe maybe a, at the community center, you can sign up $100 for a class for somebody to teach you how to service your cable. And then you get your certification. And then you can service your cable. Let me ask a question, though.
0: Because you switched recently. These Is this the same pipes as the other internet used to have? No. These are different.
1: So, these are different. But now, here's what I think. Really? Is that I think that it's getting wet when it rains and going out and then drying and coming back on as it dries. That's a thing that happens. And it's just it's been raining on and off for like a week now. And it's been going out every night. Um, that is a possibility. And like I just I it pro- I had them before and I had some trouble on the main lines they, none of the stuff is the same though, except for the stuff inside the house. Cause a new cable company isn't allowed to use anything. They're allowed to use anything they want from the back of the house in, but they have to use their own stuff from the back of the house out. So, okay. But I mean, there's nowhere for things to go wrong inside of the house. There is no possible way because there's just nothing. What was my daughter been downstairs chewing on the cable lines? Like what, what could it possibly be? You
0: know, I have to say though, as someone I did collections, so I got chewed out and screamed at a lot from people that justifiably had an issue because, you know, Discover Card had turned their thirty dollar overcharge into two thousand dollars worth of debt over the course of like eighteen months or something, and uh, I didn't mind when people I didn't take it personally. I, I mean, you Go can't ahead. really be in that job; you got to understand what people are going to. And there's always there's always that weird thing where you just on the phone with somebody and you're just trying to send the thoughts in your brain to them like sir I know it's ridiculous I can tell you know what you're talking about but my boss is listening into the phone call right now if I do not ask about the 30 second rule when you unplug it I will not
1: get my full raise. Oh, I wanted to go on one of my rants too about the 30 second rule. Yes. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. If you unplug something, all the power goes away from it. It doesn't know if it's been unplugged for five seconds or 30 seconds. Why do you say unplug it for 30 seconds? What difference does it make how long you unplug it? You unplugged it. That's fine. Look those phantom memories in the machines, right? Which is some shit they said. She's like, are all of the uh, cable where it's running into the back of the thing, is that all tight? I'm like, yeah, I checked that. I checked to see if it was tight. It's tight. As tight as, like, it's wrench tight. I can't really do more. Please, send somebody to my house and fix this. Hire more people. They're doing it because they don't want to pay for people to drive to people's houses. But fuck what happened oh god I just I'm this close to say whatever happened to customers <laughs> never mind I'm done but I remember being on the other end of things and and like just having to feel that frustration of an angry customer and there's like nothing you can do about it and you're trying to explain to that customer like I promise you there's nothing I can do about it you know I if I do something I'll get in trouble there's nothing I can do and like I know that frustration and it used to drive me crazy back when I was doing it so I feel I feel bad I did apologize to the woman that I was mean to and I wasn't really mean I just gave up and said fuck it but I know that if somebody was listening There would be an issue. You know what I mean? Because you didn't please a customer. And I think she was nervous. You know, they do the surveys after the call. They'll call into the survey. And, like, that I would blame it on her. And I just was like, I know that this isn't your fault. And I know there's a million questions that you have to ask. And I know that these are just things that they taught you to say. And I really apologize for being a dick. But I am, like, really frustrated right now. My wife... <laughs> is constantly telling me to just cancel it, but I don't want to cancel the cable and wait for another install, dude. Like that's another th- I don't want to go through switching cable companies again. Well
0: they'll come out they'll definitely come out to your house if you're new business, though. They will. They will. That's yeah. how you're
1: gonna come out to your house.
0: But my old cable service wasn't just good. Switch every time you have a problem. That's how the internet is these days.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, none of the other ones are good either. There isn't a good one because i had the same issue that's why i canceled the last one my cable was out i called them and was like can you come fix my cable they were like it'll be five days and they had cut it while they were doing the install of my neighbor's house it wasn't anything that anybody did except for some dumbass installer that was installing next door they cut my cable they said it'll be five days i was gonna have to wait five days without cable and i was just like i'm canceling it should never be five days when i did it they sent somebody out by the in 24 hours it was a 24 hour rule if it was out and you complain
0: endlessly about that this whole show is built on how this shouldn't be that i know i agree short with that. of uh you with should that.
1: demand that people work that quickly i yeah well i mean yeah and i've even but i'm on the other side now <laughs> so i mean i so i know but do you i know that i'm like being demanding and terrible like i i do know who i am and what i'm doing you know, and I know how I'm probably perceived by the people at the at, on the other end of the phone, and probably people that are listening to the show are like, "What a fucking dick! Like, what a crybaby!" But like, I, it's one of those fucking things, man. That's like, I don't get mad anymore. I don't yell. Really, I'm not mean in my everyday life. But like, sometimes when something happens. I get this feeling in my body, this, like, bubbling, like, I can't explain it, but in my chest where it just feels like if I I don't fucking scream at somebody, I'm going to blow up from the inside. Like, I'm so mad right now. And, like, I'm really trying. You know, when I was on hold last night, I was just going like this. I hate this fucking company. I hate this fucking company. I hate this. F- and then they picked up and I was like, hi, I'm having, tr- you know I mean? yeah, yeah, I'm just trying and it just doesn't work because I'm so mad at the company. I'm so mad at them that I don't know, like, I don't know how to handle it. So if you're a caller out there and you have a store, uh, like a nightmare, either side of the thing, like I said, if you had a customer like me on the phone, then I would love to hear that story too. I've just, it's nightmarish to me. I just, yeah. This world is, they, they are, it's just terrible. These utility companies that are providing a service that should fucking be a public service. You know, what? this shouldn't, we shouldn't even be paying for this. There shouldn't be a spectrum. They should be driving like white vans with no branding on them at all. They don't need a brand. We just need to get it to our house. Yeah,
0: I, that's what I was going to say. Is The thing that sucks is defending this business that can just exist in the worst fucking way. Yeah. possible and no yeah. one can change it or do anything about
1: it and there's yeah. people are like is it a monopoly where you're at and i'm like no but it's three companies there's not like an unlimited amount of ways that then that's capitalism right well, oh and, there's and a- competition then one of them has to be good no they're no. all just competing on being the least
0: worst <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why don't you vote with your dollars brian
1: you can't i wish you could I, I would vote with my dollars i really would like i would love to see the marketplace take care of this problem but it i just left one for being bad and went to another one i'm having a worse experience at the other one there's only one left and i've already had a bad experience with them and the 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 at&t that stuff is garbage that stuff's the worst of all of them
0: yeah it's wild just to do the big run around of having people to field calls instead of providing just a decent service like it's like it's just you can't make money doing that, you know. You just can't make any money by going out and giving people decent service. <laughs> fixing it by fixing, yeah. You can't the, fixing it costs money. That's not how you make money.
1: And the threat to charge me really pissed me off, man.
0: Yeah, they did that to. I, I've told that story a couple times. But when I moved to uh, Dallas, I got internet installed with AT and T, and they were like, "Okay, we're going to mail your modem in the in the mail and all this and that. And you just plug it right in." And I did, and it didn't work. And I called, and they are like, well, we have to send somebody out. And I was like, okay. And the guy shows up, and he's like, well, i got to climb the pole out there, and that's going to cost you if I do that. And I'm like, that's, how, the fu- how the fuck was I supposed to do that? You, know, like, you, you said there was a zero cost for installation, but you, I, there was no way that I could have installed it myself. And he just says, well, you know, if you call and you fight with them about the charge after you get the first bill, They'll just take it off.
1: Yeah, and you're like, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to fight with them. But that's baked into their way of doing yeah. things. Like it's not the people at the top of the company don't have it baked into it. You know what I mean? Sure. But it's baked into the work. It's baked into like everybody agrees that if you call and yell enough, they'll give you something for I'll probably get a free month in the end of this. I'm sure I will. Yeah. But it's like I don't want to th- I just don't want to do this. I want my cable company to be invisible to me. I send you money and I never have to think about you. You know, it's just not happening. So. (laughs) All right. So mad. But yeah, let's get some calls in. Sorry. uh, Sorry. That went longer than I thought, but I was just, I'm hot under the collar still. And like five minutes before we started recording, my wife sent me a text and said, the internet's shit in the bed again. And I was like, Oh, great. Good. I want to watch wrestling when I get home. All
0: right. Thank you for calling street fight. Who are we talking to?
1: Yo,
3: it's Young Chomsky.
1: <laughs> nice. What's up, Young Chomsky?
3: Sliding in with the first post. I can't believe it.
1: You did. Yeah, you got in. You're the Early. first caller. I don't know how you got... I don't know how you get in first, but congratulations. What's going on tonight?
3: Um, not too much. I'm just, uh, getting ready to go out in a little bit, um with some comrades and we're going to hand out some literature here in San Francisco. We got an election coming up, but, um, I'm in my my second month here of unemployment for you, uh, folks to give you a little refresher on the young Chomsky saga. You know, I, I spoke to you guys a little while ago, um, got, got my dick sawed off by my company, um, about two months ago. So I've just been hanging out, making some music, Um, I got a little story, I guess, that kind of came to mind from, from your, uh, what you guys were just talking about at the DMV where I, I went to, you know, I'm like trying to tie up all my, take care of some business now that I have like time, you know,
0: sure.
1: Yeah, getting unemployed is is really good for your your DMV situation. (laughs) Like that, the best yeah, (laughs) the best thing that happened to me in my DMV situation is is not having a real job because I don't know how people with real jobs do it. No, and that's like the super
3: fucked up thing, right? Like it's so bad, it's such a bad place, and it's so I don't know. It's one of these. It's it's like customer support. It's like. I have sympathy. I try to have sympathy, right, for the people working there and for the people in line. It's one of those weird, like, what is the class character of this situation, you know? <laughs> I feel bad for everybody, including myself. It's just such a, a place of misery. But so, like, I actually had to go twice, um, and both times were, like, four hours. But the, the real uh, absurd thing is what happened the, the first time. I was there for waiting in line for, like, four hours, and I finally got to the front and I'm wearing this backpack, and I have some buttons on it, and one of them, and they're DSA buttons, and one of them is this anti-fascist, it's like a crossed out swastika, right? So I wear that around, and I get a lot of comments on it, and most people are like, you know, that's really cool, and then I say, oh yeah, it's from the DSA, you should join. So I have a lot of those kind of conversations. But I get to the front of the line, and, um, and the guy, you know, and this is again, after being there all fucking day, And the dude looks at me and he says, oh, wow, that's so that's so interesting that you're wearing that. I've never seen somebody wearing that in real life because uh, the Democrat, the Democratic Party, they're the real fascists."
4: Oh, no! (laughs) yeah,
3: of course. I'm I'm just like at a lot. This is the guy at the desk, right? They finally call my number. And this is the guy I'm dealing with. And I give him my papers. Mind you, I'm there to renew a driver's license. and, And I'm there because I don't even drive. Like, my license expired, and a bar, they wouldn't let me in. They wouldn't serve me booze because my license expired. So that's the absurd
1: situation. I'm like, I got to
3: go.
2: Yeah.
1: I got to
3: go to the DMT, renew my license, stand here all day. I don't even own a car, but I've got to do this, jump through these ridiculous hoops to just drink alcohol. So... Now I'm dealing with this guy who's trying to tell me, and like, I don't know what kind of reaction at this point he's looking for or what conversation. Like, I don't want to talk to your dumb ass about the Democratic Party being fascist. And I was just like, I don't really know where you're coming from with that, man. And and he's like, well, you know, it's just like that's really interesting to see that you're wearing that anti-fascist pin because the, the California Democratic Party, they're the real fascists. And I was like, well, you know, I'd love to have this conversation some other time but i just want to renew my license and the dude like wouldn't let it go
2: oh god this
3: is why
1: the line takes so long
2: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) it gets worse hold on we we gotta finish this (laughs) we're we're having a debate here these 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 libs they won't debate debate me while i'm first of all these republican guys that work in like public service as the line goes out the door yeah oh man i never yeah Did, did you uh I mean, like, oh, you should have just – can I – I will give you advice for if that happens next time. You just need to get offended. Yeah. You just need to – you need to be a snowflake in that moment and be like, I'm really offended by what you're saying. Then he'll start worrying about his job and you're out the door.
3: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: it's funny because, like, I was really
3: taken off guard. I didn't know what to do. But so, it, it gets worse from here, though. Or, I mean, I you know, in hindsight – I feel like I did kind of a good thing. I tried to just find some common ground, make the best of the situation, and I was like... or So then he realized, he's like, oh, you're not you're not going to tell me you're one of those socialists, are you? And I was like, yeah, actually, I am. I'm oh, not no. sure what that means to you. Yeah, but I was like, look, let me tell you about some of the work we do. You know, we, we're doing uh, <laughs> work you. on homelessness, we work on healthcare, and I'm trying to, like, maybe connect with this guy because I was like, look, this guy's got a... He's got the power in this situation. Maybe, like to listen, or I don't know, like, we're both, I'm a white guy, maybe I can, I don't know, connect with this guy somehow, and we sort of did, like, because I think a lot about, like, how do we, how do we make, how do we win people over to the cause, right, even, because you got to win people over, even if they're shitty people from, you know, even if I think they're bad, we got to get people to come to our side, Yeah. so I was like, look, maybe we can agree that we're getting screwed by the insurance companies, Um, and he was kind of, he kind of went for that. So then I said something like, oh, yeah, we do criminal justice reform. We work on that. He's like, what does that mean? And I said, anti-police brutality. And he goes, well, I used to be a cop. There's no such thing as police brutality. And so then I was like, oh, shit. I've, I've stepped
1: in it no. You know what, and the perfect uh, place The perfect place for an ex-cop Is the DMV yelling at somebody Yeah that—that <laughs> <Like, laughs> That is the job Like only an ex-cop would like. He's like, oh And by the way, ex-cop working at the DMV Yeah, I wonder a, what he There's a story there <laughs> If you're an ex-cop and you're not right. retired there, there's, there's a story there There's definitely a story right. behind that counter yeah, and and just also like
3: just going on about how socialism's so bad, but he's only ever worked for the state, which is kind of yeah. uh, there's kind of some irony to it. Um, did you say, are you union? Yeah, I, uh,
1: I, sir, are you in the public works sector union, or did you opt out? I guess California's not a right-to-work state, so you can't. And he probably sits and yeah. tells, like, his, his nieces and nephews are, like, in his ear all the time, like, you're part of a union. Why don't you think other people should be a part of you like, oh, I would quit the union tomorrow if I could. And it's like, you could. You, <laughs> you don't have to do that job. Yeah. Yeah. And then
3: the other really egregious like thing that kind of stuck with me that he said is he's insisting that police brutality is not a thing that exists, and he said he was trying to get a rise out of me, telling me how Black Lives Matter is like a terrorist group, and then he says he's like, oh, you know, I I had to shoot people in the line of duty, just like saying this really casually, and I'm again trying to just kind of trying to make this interaction go smoothly, trying to make it end, and I I said to him, well, you know, I'm sure that probably. That must, have been, that must have had an effect on you. That must have been difficult to have to, like, do violence. And then he, he says to me, oh, it wasn't violence. I'm like, what do you mean it wasn't violence? Like, shooting people is violence. And he goes, no, 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 it's not violence. And I was, I, I was like, so confused for a minute. I'm like, well, you, you might think it was justified violence, but, like, shooting someone is violence. And he, he was insistent on that point, which, like, in hindsight, it makes sense in a way, but, like, it's so bizarre to me that to him – When you're a cop and you shoot someone, not only is he saying that's justified, but it's not violent. And so he was just like dead set on insisting on that point.
0: Oh, I just saw something about a famous police trainer that literally tells them that in the thing. Did you see that?
1: I did. I don't know what it is that we both watched, but it's a guy that goes around and uh, he teaches. Oh, uh, Wyatt Sinek did his TV show its first episode was about had a part in it about this guy that trains cops and basically he trains them to have like what he calls a warrior mentality and he like teaches them like you need to take control and this guy travels around the country giving these seminars where he basically tells them to run into every situation jacked up on adrenaline and and like start screaming at people and and like because yeah they need to feel powerful.
0: Yeah, and he tells people to never feel bad about killing anybody and that it you know, it isn't violence and that it's just doing the job type thing. So yeah. they get a lot of coaching in that. Um, That's wild. You know what, actually and, and I mean we ha- I, I I'm sure there's more to this, but I'm just laughing so far because this was this guy was in your shit and this all happened simply because you wore a pin that said it was an anti-nazi pin an anti-swastika pin sparked this whole thing
3: right and he wanted to then tell me that the democrats it's really funny too because i i kind of wanted to you know again i didn't want to have this conversation but like like what is his working definition of fascism that applies to democrats because like from some perspective, like oh, okay, well, if Democrats want to criminalize like BDS, okay, like that's bad. But I, I, th- I probably don't think that that's where he's coming from. But yeah, just like your idea of fascism is probably—I have no idea what it is. Um, teaching anyway, so, teaching
0: about Muhammad in school.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the, the final kicker to this is he says to me, so again, I got there at like noon, and now it's it's four thirty. And he says, "Okay, so you've got your your birth certificate, you've got your old license, you got your proof of residence. That's all good, but um, you just again, you got to renew your license even though you don't drive. Uh, but it's now 4:30, and we it's too late in the day for you to take the written test that you have to take. So you're gonna have to come back and do this whole thing again. And and he tells me this, of course, with great you know with a big smile on his face. So and then you know he, he's. You can tell this guy you can see that he he's like a former cop because he just is getting off on like having all the power in this situation so that was the end of of my day and it took me like a month to work up the the nerve to do it again and then finally a month later i came back and again fucking four hours but avoided that guy fortunately i saw him i spotted him and like ducked down and fortunately didn't have to go to his window and finally got a goddamn license
1: Man, that's, you know, I'll say this. Like, by the way, the the, the two times four hours, like in yeah. Columbus at least. I know it's really bad in California for some reason. Everybody, I, I like it's like his like people talk about how bad the DMV is in California, you know. But in in Columbus, like. You really do kind of gotta put aside like a day because generally when you get there you're not gonna have the right documents and then you're gonna have to leave and go get those documents and come back and wait and it's just yeah it's such a miserable like
0: experience it and the websites fucking are terrible there's no way to know what you fucking need at all. I look it up every single time and bring all the documents and then get turned away and have to go get new shit yeah when I was in DC was the worst because Erica worked. And there was no way that we could go during the week, so there was they were open on Saturdays. You had to go to the mall, and they were open from like nine to to five or something, I think. And uh, it was six hours waiting, and we did it three times to finally fix this issue. And it was just the whole time, just I wanted. I, I mean, I just wanted to give up more than anything. It was just like, just who cares? Just you know, no one's gonna pull you over. You'll be fine. Just don't worry about it but yeah oh god it's uh i haven't been in a while yeah that is that is terrible i that sucks it's not i
1: haven't yeah here isn't as bad at all compared to what i did there no it's beautiful here almost and it's hell here it's it's hell here but if i if if you're in like a if you're a california person or something like that i can tell you right now that you would be like wow this is quick it's like <laughs> it's like only about a, like an hour and a half thing when you do it here but Again, then you leave, and then like you got to go to a different place to get this, a different place to get this, and then you come back because for some reason, in 2018, there's still like all these documents that they make you own, (laughs) like your social security code. Like you shouldn't have to carry a social security. You shouldn't have to have one. You shouldn't have to have all these paper documents. Can I put it in? (laughs) My uh, my phone the wallet on my phone. Is that possible? I can yeah. put movie tickets in there. Why can't you figure out how to put all those cards on there?
3: Yeah. Well hey. Yeah, I had to bring a physical birth certificate and a social security card to, to renew this goddamn license.
1: Yeah. But and yeah, you don't even want digit, a damn license. I don't have to go back. Yeah. You want one of those I, IDs I don't have to go back till- one of those NWO yeah, IDs so- that like have an RFID chip in it and you can use it. To, you can use it like Ameros. <laughs> the, yep, yep. What is the one world one government now. IDs?
3: <laughs> yep. But I'm good till 2023 on this sucker, and uh, I got a I got a nice nice pick in it. So um, you know, I guess uh, it was all worth it. Probably.
1: Well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, Young Chomsky. You got a site? You got a Twitter address? You want to give anybody? Give us? Yeah, give Young Chomsky. All right.
3: Y-U-N-G. Yeah, and I got a new new track I put out um, last week. I'm doing one single every month. Um, I had a couple people tell me they they checked it out when I called last time. So uh, everybody take a listen. This one's called Swipe Left. It's Mm -hmm. kind of about the uh, dystopian world of of, uh, dating apps. Okay. So, um, you know, if if you know what that's about or you want to know what that's about, Take hey, listen. It's the uh, labor wave. That's the genre that I'm, I'm making happen. So, um, yeah, Young Chompy, that's my SoundCloud, or you can find it on, from my Twitter.
0: All right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
1: Okay. Have a great night, fellas. God, the DMV. Is, I mean, like. That's a good starting one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the worst play. Well, I don't know, man. Because I don't have the bad experiences that people that live in big cities do. Like, my experience with the DMV. It's probably I've I've spent a whole day dealing with it, but, like, I put the day aside because I always just put the day aside to deal with it. I hate that I have to go there, you know, once a year. That drives me nuts. Let's get the next call in there.
0: All right, let's see who we got here. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to?
5: Street Fighter!
1: Hey, what's up?
5: All right, listen, this is Liam from New York.
1: What's up? How are you, Liam?
5: Yeah, I saw the New- the New York live show, and it was extremely spicy.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I I, I felt like that show was pretty good. The last one, the, the Wrestle Splania show.
5: Yeah, it was a little rigged, if you ask me. But otherwise, it was pretty good.
1: I agree with you. What's going on in I Liam?
5: Uh, I'm just here in New York thinking about uh, this guy who was working for. Caviar, which is one of the delivery service, you know, food delivery services, for they 10.99 you, and he got killed recently in Philadelphia, riding his bike, uh, by a by a driver, and now they're calling for caviar to, you know, actually pay their workers a living wage based on the fact that you know the guy was killed. They don't provide any health benefits or anything like that. So I'm just curious to hear you guys' thoughts on
1: that. So it's a delivery service called caviar and a guy gets he got injured like so he can't work anymore while he was out there doing it no yeah. oh, he got
5: killed got by killed. a driver
1: he got killed yeah. by a driver and the company yeah. doesn't have to take responsibility for it i assume they're putting that responsibility on the independent contractor driver
5: correct because they're all the you know uber Eats, postmates Doordash,
1: caviar, they're all ten ninety nine. Yeah. Shit. That is I I mean, I don't want the guy that's driving to get in trouble either, but I do think that like these systems set up uh I mean, no anybody that drives in a city knows that some of these drivers are pretty dangerous, and I don't think it's necessarily the driver. As much as it's the system that's set up for the driver, there's not really like there's there when you, I, I guess, like when you drive a cab, I guess they teach you where to pull over, what you can do. Uh, you know, there's a certain amount of people assume there's going to be an amount of time. I, I mean, like, I know that for me, I did a ton of dangerous maneuvers when I was driving for Lyft because. I knew that the person would cancel it if I didn't get there. Like they're looking at the map of you coming and they're seeing that little dot go out of the way and they'll cancel it. And it's like, oh, man, I need this ride. So, you know, you'll do some pretty dangerous stuff. And like and I don't know how the food delivery thing works, but I assume it's kind of bad for them, too, because, you know, they got to get there fast. So the food's warm and they want to get it. They're working on like a different sort of tip model. Uh, I think the company's, I, I think the, co- obviously I would rather the company be held responsible than the driver, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah, like, I,
0: yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I, the issue here is just that there, this is something that, uh, I mean, accidental death is a thing that happens that I I don't know what I mean. I don't know how you. I mean, I don't know like who who was at fault. What the company was the company at fault for
1: putting him out there, on make him deliver. Well, I mean, who was at fault? And even the thing was was, it's like it's hard to tell who's at fault. And that's another thing with the way that things are set up in this world is like that we have to figure out who was at fault. And I understand that maybe the family of the person who's dead wants. Uh, 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 closure, I guess, is what it is. I understand that they probably want that, but like, maybe we don't need to just, maybe we don't need to figure out who's at fault in in these sorts of situations that are accidental things, I guess. Like, I don't under. I don't know, like, what do you even do? Do you punish the driver? The driver doesn't have any money. You can't sue him and take his money and i mean yeah but there's lots of p there are lots of shitty drivers
0: out there though yeah i know they're like texting and driving and drinking and
1: driving and stuff and well especially it's also especially if you're doing this thing if you're doing these things you're you're looking i mean you can't not look at your phone while you're driving to do one of these things and who knows what was happening and who knows what the circumstances were and i agree with you if you know that if if there's video of this guy texting or if he's mm. really drunk, that's one thing. But, like, I tend to I, – and I know this is, like, a uh, – this is probably, like, really utopian of me, I guess. And I've often been accused of being too utopian. Like, I just don't think anybody sets out to accidentally kill somebody. Well,
0: and now that I'm thinking about it, actually – now that I'm thinking about it, though, is if this company – hires you and sends you out into the world to do their bidding and you get killed doing that thing. I mean, it's like, do the right thing, you know, like they were working for you. They died for the caviar mission. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, do the right thing, have insurance on them to take care of the family members or whatever the hell it is, you know, yeah, that uh, are affected by this because somebody wanted to have Burger King taken to their house on a bike.
1: Right. And my, my whole thing with a lot of these is like, i think it's time because it's i think it's very out of hand now it's time to maybe start challenging this independent contractor thing And i know that there are people that have been challenging it forever but we need to figure out a way to formally challenge this independent contractor thing because they are i mean it feels like the thing is we're being put in a situation where everybody is going to be an independent contractor Like at some point and in 10 years, like everybody will be an independent contractor because it's just easier to do because then they can wash their hands of you. Once you you they'll give you the job, you never have to meet the person you're working for. And they wash their hands of you as soon as you walk out of the room, as soon as you start working. And I, I just think like you're right, Brett, it's like you you're sending these people out into the world. Be responsible for them. They're doing your work. They're doing something for you. You need to be responsible for them, but they don't feel responsible for anybody. Obviously, I mean, they don't give them health care. They don't take taxes out. They don't do anything that an employer that's responsible would do for their workers.
5: Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think you got to make a good like you you make a good point about like I. I don't, I don't think we see totally eye to, eye to eye on how the culpability of a driver who killed the guy, but more so on the fact that Caviar puts this guy out there and expecting him to make money for them, because they take a commission out of every delivery that he makes, but he's out there and he died working for them, but he's still just a 1099 employee with no health insurance, um, and it, it's kind of they kind of pit people against each other on 1099 and it's really it's really bullshit
1: well um, and, and 10 1099s are starting to be like the way that like it's a way for people at the lowest end of the income like spectrum or continuum it's it for the lowest end of that instead of McDonald's that's what it is now and there's almost a thing like ah dude I don't we've looked at how much they make you know is there's all this freedom that comes with it because you do ha- I mean you have a kind of freedom where like if you work at McDonald's you can't just take a day off out of nowhere but like you're also working a lot more hours than you would and and yeah I mean I I don't really I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it but I, my hope is that like some sort of class action thing like I don't I don't see why we haven't had a big class action challenging of independent contractor status. But that might be because these are the jobs that are the least picky about who they hire. You just have to have your paperwork in order to get the job. You know, there's no interview process. There's none of that stuff. So it's a job that kind of anybody that hasn't been to jail can get, you know. Right. Well, hey, Liam, thank anyway, you. Oh, sorry. Thanks so
5: much, yeah.
1: Yeah, thank no, you for calling No, the guy's name
5: was Pablo Avendano, if you guys want to look him up. We'll look and, him up. Yeah, thanks for having
1: me. We'll look I him up the and show, yeah. talk about him in the basement, probably.
5: Yeah. All right, thanks, guys.
1: Independent contracting is the shit spread. Did you hear about the?
0: Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, initially I wasn't trying to be disrespectful for anything, but I just I see it more of like a philosophical situation. Like you were saying, like, do is there we always have to have someone at fault because that's just a court thing. Yeah. That's a way to lay blame and put it on paper and say all those things, you know. Yeah. Uh, Which is a different issue to like, you know, who you work for and your
1: safety and health and the risk you take while being on the job you know yeah there is a fighter um a ufc fighter now that uh was a union trying to organize a union and like trying to organize people and she was a pretty good fighter she had won a bunch of fights like and they cut her and it was very obvious why they cut her it wasn't like there were a million other people they could have cut before they cut her and now she's Go into the National Labor Relations Board to challenge the independent contractor status of, of fighters, which will then mean that after that, wrestlers, like this, it's the type of thing that, like, this sort of stuff can start to, like, it's like a, a it'll flow downhill, you know, because these people, I mean, yeah, so that's happening. Well, Somebody's challenging it somewhere, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, but in this independent contractor status, in a way, You're right. It really has just opened up a new bottom level below the minimum wage. This is like what conservatives are talking about when they're saying they shouldn't be a minimum wage. They've unlocked it with independent contracting because you have people going and doing these like digital microservices online through something like Amazon M Turk or like even me with mystery shopping. You have I'm providing a vital service to that to a company about how they're what the user end experience is like at one of their businesses and they pay $12, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. $12 to write up like a full report, drive all the way out to someplace, eat a pizza and then, you know, we'll r- s- write it all out. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's like you know I probably made four seventy
1: five for those hours, those and, two hours, three hours. And somebody gets more. Somebody gets a cut too. That twelve dollars you made. Oh make. yeah. It's, there, there's another amount of money that goes just right. to somebody who's just siphoning it up. It's right. Not really doing anything. Just kind of saying, here's the ones you can do. And, right. And that was the same thing always with me with like Lyft. It's like, man, like, well, I'm doing. All of the work I'm paying for my gas. I'm paying for my insurance. I'm paying for upkeep on my car. I don't have health insurance. And there are days where I make $20 and have been on for like eight hours. Well, and like, that's not right. When you,
0: and what so many people are doing too, is you go and you get your cash out at the end of the night and it's like, I made a hundred dollars today. It's like, no, you didn't. Because. One year from now, on April 15th, Uncle Sam is going to want 30% of that $100 and every single fucking dollar that you've made doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it seems like you made money. You're like, I made $100 last night. and You didn't. You made 75 Yeah. Is that, or... I, I mean, 30%, I think, is what they usually end up taking on that independent co- Okay. So that's made... what my wife got screwed on it.
1: Well, you made 70 bucks, and then you also bought gas. Right. Which was probably thirty bucks, so that's you couldn't forty dollars. Dinner
0: and you also got fast so you got fast food
1: instead. Insurance threw away some is coming out of there and you're supposed to have which nobody has, you're supposed to have the, the next level of insurance too. Like there's a there's a Uber Lyft kind of insurance you're supposed to have. I don't think anybody gets it. They don't check for it. Sure. So well, I don't I, know. They just expect you to they basically have got you setting up your own workplace now. And they're just siphoning money out of it. It's it's sick, man. All right, let's see who's on the line here. Oh, boy.
2: thank you for calling
0: Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey
4: guys, it's Tom from St. Paul, Minnesota.
0: What is up,
1: Tom? I want to go to St. Paul, Minnesota someday, Brett.
0: We're planning on it. It's nice. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: Minneapolis is yeah. big brother. Ooh. I think Minneapolis is probably your big... I'm just guessing because... Well, I guess by big brother you mean like the older square kid. Because Minneapolis is... We s- have
4: the state capital. Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is Minneapolis hipper? Which one's hipper? We, well, yes, but... There you uh, go. We
6: have a building in our skyline that has a giant number one on it. So get fucked Minneapolis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's going on tonight, Tom? Well, I was just calling in to talk to you guys
6: about uh, the good word of socialism. I was hoping you heard about it.
1: <laughs> this, uh, that uh, came, I was hoping you were going to say Christianity or Jesus Christ, but I'll go with socialism.
7: Have you heard the good news?
6: Well, uh, Savior. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still riding high off of a Twin Cities DSA general meeting we had yesterday. Uh, did some good work there. Usually it's just pretty boring business, but I just wanted to shout out to the Twin Cities chapter that we did pass a big resolution, just switching the formal stance of the chapter to supporting sex workers as workers and sex work as work.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, I think we're actually, I mean, we're working on getting a couple, we're getting some sex workers on here pretty soon, so... What we'll be covering that, but that, I mean, that's really important work. That I mean, like, for, for like, socialism, for, like, our movement, for the left, supporting sex workers is, I think it's super important. It's, it's just... Also, well, the Christian thing to do as well. Well, yes. Yes, it's the right thing to do. Brett says Christian instead of right. I had to, I'm going <laughs> to translate that to you. But it is, it really is. Like, kind of... uh yeah so so uh what does this mean for you guys like what's the what's kind of the next step you're going to do some outreach i know there are a lot of like socialist sex workers because i see them on twitter which i'm always very surprised about i don't know why i'm just i've always been an idiot and a misogynist probably so i just never really knew (laughs) it you know
6: yeah so this is more of a a first step for the chapter and All credit, of course, goes to our socialist feminist branch, Um, and the way they explained it to me was, this is sort of sending the outward signal to sex workers that Twin Cities DSA chapter is a safe place for them to be and for them to organize. So this is sort of broadcasting like, hey, nobody's going to fuck with you here. If you want to come and organize for power, here we are.
0: Yeah, that's a great stance to take, uh, especially if you have resources. That's what I mean. That's what I've noticed about most of the DSA chapters I meet is that it's a group of people that do have a lot of those skills uh, when it comes to organizing, outreach, PR, graphics, all that stuff to help bring something to fruition. Uh, I hang out with, you know, Nick from Detroit on Twitter. Nick Hayes, our video guy. And up in Detroit, they have like an incredible media department, basically. Uh, just because of the connections and who's involved. So they can pull off a lot of things. Uh, they can shine a light and bring those like professional skills to that sector. So it's really important to spread that around, too. That's a great way to spread the wealth as well.
8: Yeah, yeah, very
6: interesting stuff. Uh, we also just voted to start a mutual aid direct fund. So if uh, people in DSA or allied organizations get put into a a tight spot financially. We can throw them a few bucks to help tide them over until they're in safer waters too. So that's another good thing that we're doing at twin cities DSA these
4: days.
0: That's cool. I like that. I've thought about that. Before. I've thought about that extensively about somehow putting a fund together. Everybody chips in. Yeah. Where you can draw from in your time of need.
6: Well, yeah. And I'm just going to keep this uh, hype train going for us working into twin cities. Um, the Ramsey County branch, of which I am a founding member, uh, is organizing towards power. We got uh, a lot of work being done on the 15 Now campaign. Uh, I myself am a member of a district council, which is the lowest form of city government here in St. Paul. And uh, we're just, we're hustling, we're hustling, trying to make things happen, trying to make a, a, a better St. Paul for people.
1: So. I hope to get up there and meet all of you.
6: Yeah, 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 and you know, don't feel bad if your show is in St. Paul and not Minneapolis. They'll come to us.
1: No, we'll do Minneapolis. We're actually probably gonna do Minneapolis.
6: <laughs> You're dead to me.
1: <laughs> I want to get. I want to see Doom Tree.
0: They're in Minneapolis. Well, right?
6: um, they are. You you are correct. Um, you can see all of those acts, uh, but a lot of them don't play super frequently anymore. The big names, but. I won't go on about rap. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Well, hey, thanks for calling in, Tom. Hey, no problem, guys. Uh, You expect to hear my voice again. Okay.
0: Where can we find you out online if people want more information?
6: Uh, If you like socialism and uh, housing advocacy and bike advocacy, you can hit me up at Tom Bastion on Twitter, which is T-O-M-B-A-S-G-E-M
1: perfect thanks man appreciate it i'm huffing on these essential oils like they're poppers oh fun Ooh, it makes me feel bright it's orange you want nice. some, let you me get want some them? of this yeah you get let some me. orange it makes you feel better don't oh, breathe it I in it. you make it sound dirty oh, like drugs. hold it hold it oh up to the God, mic so the, so the listeners can smell too <laughs> that orange oil brett always has to make it dirtier than it needs to be it's yeah. like come on man this is essential oils we're being good people okay Let's, man, we're going. We're getting the calls through. We're 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 running an assembly line here of calls. We're doing really well this week. Hammering them out, hammering them out. Everybody's getting to the point. This is great. Let's get all the calls in this week, folks. We're doing good. Let's get our next call in. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we hey. talking to?
9: Hey, it's Jeff from New Orleans, Eminent Prof.
1: Ah, <laughs> what's up? How y'all doing, boys? We're pretty good. How y'all doing? We're pretty good. We're feeling good. It's, it's been a good night so far. The calls have been going well, and, uh, you know, everything's going well, I think.
9: If you hear water running, it's my washing machine. I, I just turned it on when the thing beeped. so sorry about that, oh, guys.
1: God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> You're the, uh, like, I, I, you know, you haven't called since we've been back. Nicest dude in the world, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is, he drove oh, us. He drove us back to our house after Kaiju Big Battle, and then had to turn around and drive back where Kaiju Big Battle was. And it's just it touched my heart because it saved me money, and the best way to touch my heart is to make sure that I have money in my bank.
9: <laughs> well, you're welcome. You know, anytime. Uh, so, remember when I was running for uh, president of my union local?
1: Yeah, yeah, we was gonna, we were going to. Uh, so we wanted to give you our support, and we wanted to endorse you, but you told us not to. So how did that thing turn out? How yeah. did that election turn out? I lost. So, well, I lost. Oh, uh, you were uh, right. <laughs>
7: right. Turned your nose up at the Street 5 bump. Yeah, he, I did. No,
9: it's not what, it, <laughs> that's not what it's about. It's not even that. I don't think anybody else at my local even listens
1: to Street Fight. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, I'll tell you something right now. People at all the unions are listening to Street Fight all the time. We get DMs from them all the time, okay?
9: Oh, fuck. Well, you should have told me that.
1: How'd you lose? Huh? Anyway,
9: I, I, so my local has like 2,300 people in it and like 199 out of, out of 2,300 voted. Oh, so wow. it was really one of these sort of like low turnout, like low engagement things. Yeah. So that's one of these, you know. I, what you're gonna do?
1: That's how the bad guys so win every figure, time, though, Jeff. Low turnout. Yeah, they, means bad guys are gonna yeah, win.
9: Yeah. Well, anyway, after that, I did want to tell you all about uh, a company that's around here. That's the energy company, right? Okay. They're the shittiest people in the world, and they just got busted um, hiring actors to come and support them at these city council meetings. Oh, nice. To, like, support them, to support building uh, a, a power plant in, in the city, like in like a poorer part of the city.
1: I mean, would you say they got busted, or would you say they got caught? Because I would say that's not against the rules, okay, I wouldn't they- think. <laughs> right?
9: They got caught, and, like, <laughs> so one of these, they're not going to get in any trouble, and, the, and, and really, so they, they paid, like, $60 for people to show up in their fucking orange shirt and, like, say, like, this is a good way to get renewable energy, and uh, <laughs> and um, they, gave, they, they have, like, a whole outlined list of, like, all the prices, and I'm not going to send y'all this message, or oh, this, this uh, paper article, it, it has like the non-disclosure agreement. It's got a breakdown of like what would get you how much money, and like a central and a central casting uh, organization would be what would like hire these actors to do it. You know, so if you spoke at the meeting, you got two hundred dollars.
1: Damn. I would love somebody to tell me if they're hiring to do that around this joint. I couldn't do it. I don't think I could. Like I think like sometimes I give that impression like oh, I'm a carny that would do anything, but I'm not sure I could speak out for like a power cup. fracking? <laughs> yeah I don't think I could do that That would I'd feel a touch of guilt we're like looking at this internal file from the government sitting on the table that we got here that is about radioactive fracking waste and I'm like I can't really defend that like I do have like a standard like I would love to rip them off but I think that's where my principles are like mm, money's less but 200 bucks yeah dude. take their money and run Two hundred bucks. Yeah. Get up there, do your speech, and then be like, "I was hired to do this by the company. I'm out of here." And then they have to pay you because you did what yeah. they said. <laughs> yeah,
9: it was 200 dollars if you speak at it, sixty dollars if you show up. And the contract for the for Entergy, which is the they were the one of the worst fucking companies in the world, and they should be nationalized along with like or oh, like the municipalized along with the cable companies. But they got a gas power plant. Or two hundred and ten million dollars.
1: Whoa, that sucks, man. I the the actor thing is funny though because it is such a like. It's like such a scuzzy thing for a company. Well, do. like, <laughs> we don't need supporters. We can just pay for those. Yeah i mean i wonder what they told uh, like now now my brain is going down like that rabbit hole where it's like what did they tell them when they met to tell them to go to the meeting like because i'm sure there's a percentage of those people that showed up that now believe in the mission of the company because they did good propaganda talking Mm. when it the, the, you know what i'm saying yeah. Brad? like when they sit you down and right. they tell you like the mission of this company is good we're just trying to like get a power plant man with like everybody needs power right how are you gonna charge your phone
9: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um the, I, i'm opening one of the um one of the notes but they would say like Oh yeah, here's an opportunity to win to to get like six between sixty and two hundred dollar dues and, It says dollar the that they used in the
1: oh, no. It says Dollary but dues. They're using,
9: like, I'm reading like I'm reading Dollary dues right now.
7: Does Willy Wonka own this energy <laughs> company?
9: So they were paid $60 each time they were orange shirts to meetings in October, October and February. Some got $200 for a quote-unquote speaking role, which required them to deliver a pre-written speech. According to interviews with actors and screenshots of Facebook messages provided by to the newspaper that I'm reading this from, uh, they would also have to sign a non-disclosure agreement that basically uh, uh, said that you know I didn't get paid for this. You're not telling anybody you're getting paid for this. There's going to be media there. You don't talk to the media. You know, and, and it's just you know, it's one of it's one of the most like blatantly and obviously like corrupt things I've ever seen in my yeah,
1: life. Yeah, it ro- now you got me thinking. Like, man, if we were making that chopo money, we could hire actors to like go speak for us at city council. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> just and think now, of the
1: thing you could do if you yeah. could just hire a bunch of actors for sixty dollars and get them to do stuff for you. <laughs>
9: and now that so this thing already passed. And the city, like, is talking about, like... They're not talking about, like, going, rolling back the $210 million contract. But they are talking about policing who gets to speak at meetings. So, oh, like, yeah. even if you... Like, they're, they're saying, like, even if you if you receive anything to, like, go to these meetings, even if you've got a ride there from somebody else, you have to disclose that before you
1: talk. Oh, shit. So they kind of even, in the end, they also won. They, like because now yeah. that now they're limiting the amount of people that can speak at meetings. So in yeah. the end, not only did they get what they wanted to, but they changed the way that you're able. Now it's probably going to be easier for these companies to ram stuff through, especially if you got to go up there and say somebody drove you because we all know that like part of like community organizing is picking people up and taking them to the meetings so that they can speak like that's fair you're allowed to do that you're allowed to drive people to meetings that's not cheating it's when you pay them a bunch of money that's when it's cheating right
9: no no, no those two things are the same if you give somebody a ride or if you pay them two hundred dollars to speak it's the same
1: well that's what that's the way they'll treat it though because you know anytime mm-hmm. you know how conservatives are when there's a big labor action and they talk about how they bust people in, like giving people a ride yeah. to a protest makes you a bad person. Like people ain't just gonna <laughs> go to something for free. Oh, I wanna I'd love to go ride to the state house and stand on the uh capital yeah. and, and scream. That's not like a thing. People aren't like just excited and they're not getting paid to be on the bus. They just charter a damn bus. That's not against the rules. Yeah, doing That's not the, even doing
9: unethical. <laughs> Yeah. Doing the logistics is getting paid.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is, that's, oh, God, that's great. It's funny because, you know, I love carny moves, and that's a real carny move. Like, oh. somebody was like, nobody's going to go to these, There's like, there's not a single person that's going to go to these meetings and speak for us. And to tell you the truth, the people at the meeting definitely should have like known something was up (laughs) that that there were all these people in yellow and orange shirts yeah but you'd be looked at as like some kind of a crazy person at that point right like people would be like uh people like if you said i think the uh power company's paying to have these people come to the meetings then people would be like oh look at you alex jones you're a real fucking conspiracy (laughs) guy now okay what are they reptilians
9: well, and this is the insurance. I mean, this is the, uh, the the power company that like constantly we constantly lose power in the city every time there's a heavy storm, which we get a lot of because it's New Orleans. And like they'll have these extra service fees, and they'll charge you for doing like the repairs on the line.
1: Oh, they charge. So like if
9: you don't like, so so the power goes out because of their shitty infrastructure that they never fix because they don't have to because they're a they're a monopoly, commissioned by the government. And then when they fix. Their you know crappy infrastructure that's broke because they have no incentive to upgrade it. They'll just have like a line on on your bill that's like a service charge for you losing power.
1: <laughs> they're not supposed to be allowed to do that. that's ridiculous. They can't do that. Oh my god, your power company's do. worse than ours, and we got a private. We got AEP as ours, and they're pretty crummy. Oh, oh well,
9: energy Ener- en- is a private company, but they they basically function like. They basically function as a part of the government,
1: right? Yeah. God, I hate utility companies. I just... Yeah, they're the worst. Especially now that I'm at war with them, with one. It's like, kind of... Yeah, they're the worst to deal with. And they're monopolies. All of them are fucking monopolies. Like, I don't understand how we live in a place where they're like, there can't be a monopoly. And it's like, why is there so many monopolies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. <laughs> if it's against the rules, then why are there so many monopolies under capitalism?
9: Uh, it, it, yeah, well, that's the sort of like goes to the whole entire like purpose of it, right? It's the government sets the terms for everything. So when the government sets the terms for whats is and isn't isn't a monopoly, they'll just like when it's convenient, they'll just minimize, you know, the sort of like what they what they look at. And then, when it's something that's actually threatening to them, they say, Well, monopolistic practices, right? You have yeah. to shut down because y'all are a monopoly that, that are challenging our monopoly.
1: Right. They tried to go after Bill Gates at one point. And I was like, I don't know if that's like, you don't have. I mean, remember when they tried to go after Bill Gates? I think they were just mad at him for something. <laughs> they were like, just like, yeah. Yeah. this well, fucking he, Bill he Gates. He was
9: playing ball, probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was like, Oh, I, I don't care. But that, like. The power company in every city is a monopoly. There aren't two power companies. I would love it if there was, like, another power company that I could threaten my power company with. That works with the cable company all the time and the phone companies and all that. You can be like, oh, yeah, Sprint? Well, I've been taking a look over there at T-Mobile. And then they're like, we own that, too. And then you're like, well, I've been taking a look over there at Verizon. Well, I don't even think that that would even help. I think that if they had
9: like two power companies, they would agree on what would make them the worth money, and then argue about like one thing that gets people hot for five seconds, and it wouldn't affect them at all.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't
9: cut. They, they would function as one company. They it's would just with two leaderships. You know.
0: They you'd get free nights and weekends on your power. <laughs>
1: Rollover. <laughs> Rollover. I'll Roll over
9: kilowatt hours.
1: <laughs> No, no free power. We're yeah. not allowed to give free power away because the environment, you know. Yeah, that's That true. whole thing. We're like, we where don't, don't want to be handed it it's, out. Part
9: of our renewal, it's part of our renewable effort going forward.
1: I mean, the thing I want to do is like, I want to do that thing where you get the solar panels and then the power company has to give you money. That's yeah. like a dream of mine is like once I heard that you could get solar panels and you're like, I'm generating so much power. I don't even know what to do with it. I'll just sell it to the power company and then they got to send me a check. That's where I want the dream. dream. That, that oh, is the I, dream.
9: Uh, actually, so like 10 years ago, well, 10 years, like eight years ago, my wife and I tried to uh, like get an uh, estimate on that. And we did. And we were broke and we really kind of couldn't afford it. But we wanted to just know what it would be. Cause we live, we live sort of in the suburbs and like, like we actually are like, I mean, they say you like own your house, but you pay the bank for 30 years and you refinance it every time that you're broke.
2: You know, so, <laughs> so you don't really
9: own the house. No, nobody owns it. You're just house. like in and, you, no, but anyway, you, um, so we got the, um, the estimate. It's like 80,000, oh, maybe like $40,000 and essentially you would have to take out a giant loan to pay for this and then at the end when your loans paid off that's when you get to pay off the power company right when you get to start getting paid by the power company so when you have 30 year old panels or 20 year old panels on your house that probably need to be replaced then you have to replace uh, them instead of getting them money.
1: why did they date it's a scam Man, we need something new to get off this Somebody needs to invent us something cool to get us off this grid, man. Well, I
0: mean, they subsidize all of the <laughs> other dirty fuel. I mean, they I mean, solar panels yeah. are a good option. They They're, aren't or are they? Are. Like, yeah. yeah. They're it, just it, not
4: It's where
9: the government spends the money, right? right. Yeah.
0: How long ago did you get and, that? Said it, 8 years, I think. I
1: said I think we're
9: probably 2010-2011 maybe.
1: I wonder what it is now. If yeah, that, if, that, if that technology right.
7: gets cheaper and cheaper.
1: Huh. I mean, <laughs> uh, add, we started at
7: 40000 <laughs> so it's not, yeah.
9: yeah. Not that you know, particular the, the technology. technology went the technology got cheaper, but the subsidies, I know, went away. And I haven't been seeing a lot of these. Like, I used to see ads for these companies all over the place when they had a bunch of subsidies. But when the subsidies dried up, I didn't see so many commercials anymore. Right. So, I mean, the prices probably did come down, but I don't know if they match whatever these subsidies would be. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess I'd have to look into that. Yeesh. And I really kind of don't have the time these days.
1: Yeah, maybe – it's, have- I mean, it's a real damn chore – maybe one of us should like act like we're in the market for it to get a consultation on it to find out what that co- I'm cost curious now. I mean, when you said $80,000, I believed you that 80, it would cost $80,000. I, I know
9: I, I, have, I actually do. I have the papers. I just don't, I, I haven't looked at them in a while. It was, it was a lot.
1: Yeah. So there's no getting your money back out of this, unless you're some rich person that can afford to do the upfront kind of paying for right. paying for it. And, so we need to just that so I need to get rich and then I need to buy solar panels for my house and then I can make the K, the power company give me money. Alright. Mm-hmm. Now I know I have a goal. You have now. a goal. Yeah. I know you have a <laughs>
0: five year plan.
1: It's after the boat though. I want the boat before the solar panels, Brett, of course. Okay. So boat back to zero, then solar panels.
9: Is it a fishing boat?
1: No, no, it's a speedboat. I'm oh, not going to get a on. fishing, but I might get a yacht. But I mean, I just want a good good nice fast boat, you know? we to be out there you boating. You go
9: fishing on a ski boat?
1: Okay, I'll take it. But I'd you rather can... have a yacht to tell you the truth. Like I've like I did used to want a speedboat, but now I look at yachts and I'm like, man, that's like a that's like a, a tour bus on the water that can't get you to any venues. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Brett and I to turn into one of those acts that just plays, like, Myrtle Beach, uh, Virginia Beach, uh, for people on vacation. And then we can just go up and down Something. the coast <laughs> doing com- comedy just for Just all those the beaches. People. Yeah, like where the cruise ships come. It's like, we'll do comedy for those people. We'll be the easygoing gang, and we'll just tell stories like, man, don't
0: you hate it when you step on a bottle cap and you don't have any shoes on? <laughs> <laughs>
1: We are like one. We are like Don't. one kind of twist away from being like super relatable comedy, you know? Because like most of the time we're talking about things that happen in people's lives, but then like 15 minutes into it, we're like, "Oh, cocaine? Oh, yeah. Oh, America sucks. Let's burn some flags." <laughs> right? And that's what that twists give us. The away.
9: Anarchist Jimmy Buffett.
1: That's yeah. I'm saying that is like the deal his fans are all they all have money they can all afford to like go he owns a resort dude jimmy buffett puts out mystery novels like he sells all of the entertainment to his fans every one of his fans gets all their entertainment from jimmy buffett it's like that's that's Moolah, that's some real cheddar for doing like the blandest stuff though. That's the thing, your fans suck then, and it's like oh great, thanks thanks Harold for coming on to the show. <laughs> Bring your inflatable shark. Well, y'all can do y'all can do better
9: than that, though. I mean, I'm sure if you're going to be the anarchist Jimmy Buffett, you can at least like have somebody who can score you some fucking mushrooms or wherever you end up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I think true, that's more man. of a Brad Paisley thing.
1: Yeah, Brad Paisley part is he the one that does the show in Pittsburgh every year where they tear the whole uh, venue apart? There's a dude that does a show on a a football field in Pittsburgh every year where they just – it's supposed to be the rowdiest. Maybe it's Brantley Gilbert or one of those country guys where the audience just goes rowdy and breaks everything. It's like shit, dude. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks for calling in. Uh, He's Eminent prof on Twitter. And next time he'll take our – And next time he runs for office, he'll take our endorsement, so he'll win.
9: I took it. I just didn't promote it.
1: Yeah, you didn't put it on your flyer. That was the mistake. Yeah, yeah. Would be like, put on oh, he's, he's a, was anybody else endorsed by a radio show? No.
9: See, <laughs> see, that would have been a feather yeah. in
1: your cap if they were doing pros and cons. That would have been a green check mark in that column.
9: <laughs> well, next time I, I learned that, that is among the many lessons that I learned.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for calling, Jeff. We'll, we'll talk to you later. All right, guys. All right, later. Brett
0: Payne. One
1: more That's call, me. and then
0: we take a break arena. Yeah, one more call, then a break arena. That sounds great.
1: A dollary do. He said a dollary do. Yeah, they add up. Promoting the fracky wackies for some <laughs> dollary do's. Hey, it's wacky frackers. <laughs> What's going on, everybody?
0: It's. I imagine that Instagram ad, or I'm sorry, the uh, Craigslist ad is just like, do you roll coal? Are you tired <laughs> of hearing all these. Hippy dippy people complain about the trees. <laughs> it's just a little earthquakey wakey. You're like, come out, get paid, fuck the whales.
1: Yeah, yeah, two hundred bucks, dude, for just speaking at a meeting. And it's like they said you could do it, like it's through a month. Yeah. So you make. I'd be on that bucks. podium all the time. I'd be up there in that podium just running my mouth, man.
0: Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to?
8: Hey, guys. I uh, called in a few months ago. I'm Logan from Montana.
1: What is up, Logan? How are you doing tonight?
8: Oh, I'm doing great, drinking some local craft beer.
1: Wow. Ooh. Great. Brett can't drink oh, beer no family. more, so he's kind of jealous. Me up. Now he drinks Jim Beam Single Barrel, which is probably oh. not Single Barrel.
8: <laughs> well, hey, man, I will, uh, I'll try to send you some uh, local Montana whiskey. Oh, one of these that, days like that. good stuff.
1: <laughs> Brett's a whiskey boss. Um, so what's going on tonight?
8: Oh, not a whole lot. I, uh, I just called in. Um, I So I have all kinds of stories, but it sounds like we're talking about public utilities tonight. So <laughs> I want to share a public utility story. <laughs>
1: cool, yeah. Go for it. What's What happened to you? Okay,
8: so I live in Missoula, which is like the liberal, um, oasis in Montana. It's a red state for sure, but like this is like the college town. And, um, you know, of course it's not as glorious as it might sound. Um, all of our liberal quote unquote politicians are all in bed with like all the construction companies. Like all of the utility companies, and recently they were like, "Hey, I think the people should own the water, right? So let's let's buy the water company." Okay. And the city spent like I don't know the exact number, but it's like over a billion do- or over a million dollars, which is a big deal for us here in Montana.
2: <laughs>
8: and um, like went to court fighting this company that was about to sell the water utility to the the employees that work at the water company.
1: Ooh, bad. that sounds good, right? <laughs> is that bad or good? I, I feel like... Well, yeah, yeah. So,
8: like, the, the company was, like, ready to give it to the employees and be like, hey, guys, you know what you're doing. You've been... A lot of you guys are old codgers that have been doing water company stuff <laughs> for a bunch of years. <laughs> you know what you're up to. Why don't we, you know, just give it to the employees? And the city comes in and is like... Oh no! The people have to own okay. And the good, there.
1: Okay, that's also good though. The people owning it is also good. If everybody owns it, that's that's good too. How did the city totally it up, totally? <laughs>
8: right. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, they make it sound good, um, but it's like, well, the people are the people that work there. The people are the workers, but instead, the city is buying it instead of the workers having it. And so now the city owns the water company, and they're, they're capitalists pretending to be liberals, you know.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I don't see the benefit of that. I mean, I, the, the, they're just going, the people that are, are running the ship should get the benefits of it. Like, that's if it's going to make money, like, I think it should just go to those people. Because if everybody owns it, no one's going to check up on it.
8: Right, right, and it's like they say everybody owns it, but, like, technically the city owns it, and, like, all the people that are in the city council and stuff are a bunch of rich people that have made money off of benefiting off of the work of other people, and they claim, like, oh, yeah, now this is our water, and they have all these billboards everywhere, and it's, like, it's our water now, but it's really kind of like an oligarchy,
0: you know, yeah, it just means that all those the, profits stay uh, up at the top with the people that run shit.
8: Right, right, and they just framed it really nice and made it sound like, uh, you know, it's this great thing where it's going to be this, like, publicly owned thing, but really all they did was take it away from the workers, and I just, I don't know, It just, it, for me it's the perfect example of how you can pretend to be liberal and you can pretend to be progressive, And as long as you have a little bit of money and a little bit of influence, really you're just like maintaining the status quo. And it's it's so, um, for anybody that has kind of the street fight mentality that lives around here, it's pretty obvious that that's exactly what they did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's extremely poser. Just pretending like you give a shit. And yeah, if it belongs to the people, then every single month on your water bill, it should say... It should give you a percentage of however much they made. Yeah, you shouldn't be paying
1: for it anymore, yeah. actually. I hey, definitely. it belongs to us. No more bills. <laughs> yeah. If my taxes pay for it, and it belongs to us. Yeah. I, I, you should actually be... I guess they can't pay you the profits, but, you know, like, it should be free. Yeah. If you own it, I don't know how they can keep charging you if, if you own the... If the people own the... If the people own the water company, I mean... I wouldn't charge people if I owned it, so I'm one of the people.
8: Right, right, yeah, and and of course all the bills have gone up, <laughs> you know, a bunch. <laughs> Since well, they owned it. And not to mention, like, all of our taxes now are going to pay for their legal fees for fighting the workers, the very workers that were promised that they would get this company, and then the city comes in, gets all these fancy lawyers, and then taxpayers pay for these lawyers to steal the company from the workers and this was never put up to a vote. (laughs) You
1: know? Oh, God, I hate this shit. Oh, my God. Utility companies are the worst. I think they're the worst that capitalism has to offer. They're the top of the list. Giving you something that should be free anyway,
8: you know? Totally. And it's, it's, yeah, it just, for me, it just, like, blows my mind that it's just amazing how well they pretend to be for the people when it's so not. And that's like such a common, like political strategy nowadays is just to be like, Oh yeah, we love the people like, Oh yeah. The people are great. And just use that as, as a smokescreen for just stealing more money from the actual people that are working.
1: (laughs) Well, Logan, thank you for calling. Uh, now I'm yeah. mad about Miss, Missoula Power Company, so <laughs> now I'm all fired up about that.
8: Yeah, yeah. Well thanks for taking my call, guys. I uh I'd I'd love to uh give some calls in the future updating you from the rural anarchist site in Montana. But keep Please
2: it up do.
1: guys. Thank yeah. you. Anytime, man. Have a have a good night. You ready to go to break, Brett Payne? Not yet. You gotta tell them what we're about to do because i have to switch this out we're about to go to break right now we're gonna play a song by taco cat who is a a band that i like i listened to them this week i found them we're gonna see them live on august 18th we got a song by the fleet foxes and a sheer mag song so enjoy the music
0: Thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio Sunday night. Time for a street fight. We're taking your calls. The number is uh, 614-412-5252. Although don't call because we still got a few people in there. We got five more calls. We're going to get these in there, and then we'll be out of here. We are coming to you out of the Free Press Studio here in downtown Columbus, Ohio. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. 12.37 a.m. You can find us on 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270, the outer belt here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, So far, so good on
1: calls, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been a good night. It's been a good night for taking calls on the radio.
0: You know what I was saying is that... I mean, what I was thinking is that, like, the thing about it is, like, taking a lot of those calls... I do know as a customer service rep for quite a few different companies that the shittiest people do get everything they want.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can the 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 more annoying and and like impossible to work with you are, the more you're going to get done when you're at when you're working at one of those uh, when you're on the phone with customer service. That's why I don't get anything done. Right, because you apologize and shit. Oh, yeah. They know. They're like, oh, this guy's weak. Yeah, I just feel too guilty the whole time. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to win this one. (laughs) I never win any. Well, then the other part of it, too, is like even
0: if you want – like sometimes if the manager has to get on the phone, then you get in trouble. So I have to do everything possible to not get you to my manager. And if you're just going to back down when I – Give you my little canned responses, like that works for me. That makes my job safe. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. when you start screaming and yelling and going wild, <clears throat> I mean, as long as you're not cussing and everything, there's nothing I can do. The best thing, honestly, to say is just keep saying this is unacceptable.
1: Yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the kiss of death. That's like almost a magic word to want you for the person to immediately want you off of the phone.
0: Yeah, say I understand what you're saying, but this is unacceptable. And then just keep saying that until somebody that can fix your problem and gives you something acceptable.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you're shooting for is for somebody to be like, fine, I'll, I'll get you to somebody. But I don't know if that's going to help. Because like, a lot of times a manager gets on and they don't really do nothing for you either. You just got to yell at the manager. But if you're going to get something done, it's not going to happen unless you have a manager on the line. Yeah, for a lot of that stuff.
0: I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I have I've been on both sides of that, and I mean, I that's not to say like I treat people awful, but you know, I I just don't. I also don't feel guilty if I if I have to be rude or stern about that kind of stuff. It's just the nature of the the game. You know, we're both players here, and uh, my job is your job is to soak up all the heat that I'm
1: throwing down. You know, <laughs> I like that the heat you're gonna soak up this heat I'm giving heat and you're taking it. I actually I was one
0: time, somebody called me the other day and to collect a debt and they the first thing they said was like a debt of this age um if you make a payment, it won't be reported on your credit report and so they're like, would you like to set up payments to get this taken care of today And I said you just said that it wouldn't be reported on my credit. why would I pay you yeah and they were like, well, the phone calls will continue. Until you pay it And I'm like so you're just threatening me that you're going to keep calling me about this But it's not going to affect me in any real way <laughs> And they're like you don't care about this This debt And I'm like I really don't uh, I've I've It's been years since I had that credit account So no I haven't given it any thought <laughs> And then So what the lady said was You know what I'm going to let you think about it then We'll call you back later and, and see when you're ready To get this taken care of <laughs> And hung up on me Yeah yeah, that
1: that is exactly. Like, don't tell me that there's no penalties or rewards for doing this. There, yeah, there's no, there's nothing. You, right, it just there's no. Is this is going to result in nothing but more phone calls, and I can take phone calls all day and all night. I don't care. I can block
0: people like on my phone now. I don't even have to get your calls anymore. And all of this debt, they charge off that debt, and somebody buys it and it becomes this commodity, and uh, that's all they're trying to get is their money. All right, let's go to the next call. Sorry. Getting my too much in there. Uh, thank you, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to?
4: Street Fight. (laughs)
1: What's up, big guy? How are you? Hey guys, how you doing? We're okay. We're doing okay. I'm a little shaky right now. I don't know what's going on. i might be too high, but uh, I'm trying to get my mind back together. Yeah. You gotta
4: ground yourself. You gotta, like, take a deep breath and ground yourself, my friend.
1: I think because uh, I ate terpsalit, I ate some of that terpsalit, and then it made me feel real tired. And now I'm like, oh, well, man. Oof. Maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. have ate that, but I did, you, so whatever.
4: Y'all, y'all want to know about my birthday plans? Y'all want to know about my birthday plans?
1: Yeah. Tell us your birthday plans.
4: Me and the little lady, me and May. We gotta, we gotta get our hands on some uh, shroomiones, if you know what I mean. Shroomiones. And yeah, we're gonna try some psilocybin uh,
2: for the we're first try, time. We're gonna
4: try that for that first time. Ooh. And uh, I've done some, I've done some research, and uh, Brian, I know that you've had six.
1: Tonight. whoa whoa i did not that's some that's not true at all come on it was this morning i was but here i before. didn't have sex was at here. all i did i don't know i don't have sex and you all know that listeners
4: let me part the kimono let me part the kimono i was here on the behind the scenes when <sighs> the boys were talking before the show started and brian admitted to having sex <sighs> online.com that's
1: that's slander i'm gonna take you to court for that one
4: can I all right. Alright, you can take me to court. However, we're planning we're planning on having that good consensual body
1: <laughs> That's motion. not a shrooms thing. I don't think. Is that no, a shrooms no, no, thing no, no, Brett? No. Oh I Googled it. I Googled it. It's a shrooms thing. People get shroomed it. and have sex. I couldn't imagine even trying. Well, that's because I don't have sex though. Apparently but. apparently it's really
4: good. Apparently it's like you will fall in love with whoever you're doing it with. It doesn't matter. It's, like, just a rule. Like, you do it on shrooms, you're going to fall in love with them. So I'm, like, ready for me and my woman to uh, settle down with oh, the old Silas villain. Je- uh, this
0: is your promise ring? <laughs> I'm
4: I'm not, I might engage her. I might engage
1: on her. Shroom, don't do that on shrooms. That's a weird way to do I got to say, getting engaged no, 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 on no, no, shrooms no, no. is, like, you're like, I'm all hopped up on drugs, and I'm disconnected from reality right now. Will you marry me? <laughs> That's how
4: I want it to be, though. That's how I want it to be. Hey. hey, 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 hey. We talked last week. I'm really drunk. We talked last week. And what are we talking about? Brett Payne? What are we talking about, Brett Payne?
1: What's Brett supposed to Tell watch this week?
0: Tell me what we talked about. Villains. These what comic book villains. To watch? The Batman.
1: The the bat. I'm still waiting on the library to get it to me. Oh Jesus! This library. There's so many other uh, ways to do things, and Brett has to go through the public library to do it. I'm a fan. Brett,
4: do you know what I want? Do you want to know what I did this weekend? Do You want to know what I did last night? And like with zero effort, I pirated Black Panther with zero effort.
1: Oh, how dare I you Googled. pirate it! That's against that. Like I, I black the law.
4: First of all, <laughs> I want to say it's great that we have big-ticket big Hollywood movies that represent black people in such a way, that have a cast that is largely comprised of black men and women. I want to say that I support this, and this is a good uh, step in the right direction, if I will. Sure. However, however... Wasn't that good of a movie? Wasn't that, oh, wasn't how that
1: dare you! I love that movie. Bad Ally Alert. It wasn't Bad that ally good? Alert. We watch it on your TV, uh, though, too. He's like sitting and watching a cam version on his TV. He's like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if this big budget comic book movie really. You got to see these things in the theater, big guy. That's where they're supposed to be seen. That's how you get the full vibe. Now, Brett, when he watches, finally watches this movie on his TV, his TV's the size of a movie theater screen. So his is, he's going to be fine. I walk in there, he's watching Ant-Man the other night. I felt like I was in the movie theater. They had it so loud. I'm actually kind of like in awe of it because it's like you should. I mean, you should watch it really loud. You don't need to be talking to each other and stuff. I watch everything in bed, so I, it's all at a reasonable volume. Can I say this? Can I say this?
4: Any movie that has a what are those joke in
1: it—that's good
4: though. really needs to rethink their priorities. No any he, movie that has a what are those joke needs to rethink their priorities right the hell
1: now. But that movie is that movie's gotta be for everybody, big guy. Not just not just like People on the internet are like people who, who like are, are th- like it's for the most unhit people, along with it's not really for hit people, it's not really made. All right, you All gotta right. watch it and you gotta think, like, oh shit, you know, I'm sure at every office where there's spreadsheets, people are still doing what are those jokes, you know, that's not like a thing All that's right. out. All right. All right, I'll step back, I'll step back, I'll say, you know
4: what, the corny jokes aside. Pony jokes aside, it was a good movie, but I will say this. Killmonger, not my favorite villain. Not, oh, not my favorite villain, I'm th-
0: sorry. Yeah, I thought you'd be down with him.
4: I was told that I would be down with Killmonger. I, oh, here's my assessment of Killmonger.
0: He's poorly
4: written. You know, he, he says a lot of things that make me think like, yeah, 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 you tell him. But then again, he also like chokes a woman for disagreeing
1: with him and uh Well, he tries to be a king. That's where that's where you go against him, but his plan in the end was probably more along the lines of my kind of politics than anybody
4: else. He's like, Hey, we've got this super weapon hand wavium, let's give it to all the oppressed black people of the world and let them liberate themselves. Like, I'm down the fuck with that. Like, somebody told me last night that third world Maoism is a meme? Fuck you. All right? If some Peruvian man comes up to me and says, hey, you white devil, you're a complicit in the third world bourgeoisie, and you're right for execution, I'm going to fucking bend the knee, and I'm going to let him <laughs> chop my head off. <laughs> because guess what I am?
2: I'm, I'm complicit.
1: A, I'm going to run and I'm be complicit. mean. I'm complicit. I'm I'm going to run. We're
2: complicit.
1: I know. You're I understand. Crying. I'm not going to get killed for You're being complicit. complicit. Well, well,
0: I, he was also a Blackwater agent, which I was like, I don't think those kind of tactics would work. I don't think we need to spread more of okay, that type yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That was another thing. That was another thing. I I, I thought it was strange that someone with such a cohesive view of Marxism and uh, social liberation was also, like, down with U.S. imperialism and just masculine oppression, you know what I mean? Like, he he was just so incoherent as a villain. He had no real cohesive ideology behind him that it was kind of hard to follow him.
0: Well, that's what I kept saying. Uh, that's what I kept saying to people was that you have to. These things are comic book movies, and the parable is that like he got so he got so like sighted with his revenge that he just blew up everything for everybody else because he really just was jelly of Black Panther. Well, you say that, but then you
4: look at who I like to compare Killmonger to: uh, Bane from Dark Knight Rises which I talked about last week, He's he is extremely cohesive. He doesn't have moments where he's, he veers from a reasonable perspective. He is always anarchist. He is always anti-imperialism, uh, and he is a direct product of imperialist oppression. He comes from rising above the oppression of imperialism and he steps up to bring down the imperialism of Gotham City and Batman. And Batman is a literal fascist that the, that the movie lets you know he is a fascist. Batman, I mean, come on. Bane breaks his back. I mean, Bane's just a better written villain. So I'm gonna, I, I gotta say, look, I'm white I like Bane more than I like Killmonger. Oh, yeah. I'm a YouTube skeptic now. I'm racist. I'm a YouTube
1: racist now. <laughs> it's not that's racist, big guy. Is. Don't worry about it. That's not your fault that you like Bane more. He's a big, strong, cool guy. So they're both cool. That's all I'm trying to say is Bane and Killmonger are both pretty cool. Which is, that's the problem with villains now. I want villains without, like kind of pure hearts, you know, yeah. like I want a villain. that's just like, like when I was a kid, villains just were dudes that wanted to do bad stuff. And those were the days. Cause then you, I, that's how I can root against a villain. That's why. Yeah. I, but like Magneto's one of the greatest
0: villains of all time. And that's his was all based on like a pre, it made sense. There was no reason for like to keep humans around when all the mutants were doing cool stuff and
1: humans were trying to murder them. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's another, they're good. I'm not saying that there's no room, but I I, I mean, like, the kind of, like, the bad guy in, we were talking about this movie that Brett and I love that we should talk about on the show sometime called Premium Rush. mm -hmm. The bad guy in Premium Rush had no redeeming qualities at all, and his mission was completely impure, and he was terrible, you know? And that's the kind of guys I want.
0: Yeah, but with comic books, it's like a goofus and gallant. They're always trying to do some sort of like morality parable and how exactly it's showing that like you can have good intentions, but they can be tweaked in a wrong direction. That's what the villains end up being. Yeah, that's true.
1: I, I, Killmonger,
0: I
4: go that. <clears throat> Killmonger, is goofus, and T'Challa is gallant.
1: Yep, well, uh, T'Challa, T'Challa isn't series. that gallant either, though. He he works with the CIA, okay. and he also. He buys the unless he relocated all the people's in those housing project buildings where he's building the Wakandan embassy in Oakland. That's probably going to be a problem for those people.
4: But yeah, I mean, for real, T'Challa is a neoliberal shithead. Yeah, and he needs to like step the hell up and understand that he's complicit in the oppression of black men and women across the globe by not express by not by not extending the technological and military advancements of Wakanda to the oppressed black and white people of the world. And he's just and and all right, Zuri, Zuru, whatever. The guy who like officiates the fights, that guy is snitched. That guy is snitched. I love that. And, like, I'm not down with that.
1: I love the he's fights too. Well, he's not a snitch. Referees aren't snitches necessarily, right? No no no, Zuru. Okay, so like at the
4: beginning of the movie, right? And Black Panther shows up to the to the hood and he's like, Yo, you've been to tra- you've been to train Wakanda and then he's like, Zuru was my spy and he told on you, Zuru's a snitch. <laughs> and uh right. Killmonger kills him, and I don't feel I don't feel bad because uh, guess what? Snitches get stitches.
1: Yeah, get, snitches get killed.
4: Snitches get the grave.
1: Ditches and uh, snitches get ditches. Thank you, Brad.
4: Snitches get ditches. Hey, hang on, is that twelve? Uh, hey, don't hang up on me. I think I got some twelve rolling up on me.
1: The police?
4: I had. Yeah, you I driving? think I got the police
1: on them. We call them the no, five No, I'm O's. parked. Oh no!
4: I got the. F- I'm parked, but the five. Hold on one second. Don't Wh- hang one me, time. me. Hold on one second.
1: Yeah, I want to hear this. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, if we can get, uh, uh, if we can get something like that, I'm in. He, I don't know. He may have heard uh, what you're he
0: saying about Black Panther, and that might have caused some yeah. sort of a ruckus in the neighborhood someone
1: overheard you yelling about black panther he's mad about the cia he's like man how can you diss the cia you know that's too bad
4: hello officer uh does there seem to be a problem tonight oh my god hey, hello there son my oh, name is he's officer doing a bit. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: big Jane, guy let, let jones <laughs> You're not gonna let me do a bit, yeah? No,
1: let us do the bits.
4: <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
1: Well, You're hey, not gonna let me do a bit. It's okay. Hey, 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 hey. It's okay. It's good to try. I won't do a
4: bit. I won't do a bit. I won't do a bit. But I will. I will tell you this. Um, if Lydia's listening, Lydia, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I was trying to be sweet.
1: All right. Well, Lydia, he apologized. So, Lydia out there, I'm sorry Big Guy made you feel bad, but he apologized, so please accept his apology. Big Guy, we're going to get through the rest of these calls, buddy. Thank you for watching a movie for us, though. I'll watch one back. I did. Thank you. Brett will come back. I promise. Thank you for calling, Big Guy. We always enjoy having you call. Brett Payne. Brett, you should write a getting pulled over by the police bit you think so no but i mean we should have let that go right yeah i wanted to see where he
0: was going with that no
1: we can't we can't then other people will call in and want to do bits and it's just leave the bits to us that we don't ever do because i won't act but (laughs) um i yeah i don't know
0: black panther i'm kind of in a way i'm more isolationist where I just feel like we have our tribes, they're kind of in unity, fuck everybody else. Like, I am kind of down with what Black Panther had going on. <laughs> like, fuck the world. I mean, yeah. I mean, our, our shit is working,
1: we- we're all peaceful, everything's going good here, you know?
0: As soon as they start handing those weapons around, America's gonna be up
1: their ass. And America's gonna get all the weapons, right. too. It's, right. they're gonna. You can't have those uh, vibranium weapons. That's our stuff now. we yeah. got to take this. All right, let's see who's on the line. Thank you for going Street Fighter who are we talking to? Uh hey, it's Will
7: from Houston, Texas.:
1: What's up, will? How's it going down in Houston?
7: Uh, it's going all right, going all right. just uh just wanted to call and say hey and let you guys what we know what we're uh up to down here in Houston DSA.
1: what's the Houston DSA up to?
7: Right now, we are trying to get a city ordinance passed uh, mandating paid sick leave for all private sector employees, like they did in February in Austin.
1: So, private sector, like you're you're saying, yeah, the city
7: of yes, yes, the city of Austin now requires uh, well, starting October of 2018, will require all businesses to uh, give accrued time off. Uh, up to 64 hours, uh, and then uh, businesses under 15 employees are required to give up to 48 hours.
1: But everybody has to off. give some time, right? Like, I, I, like I always yes. hated how they they put these cutoffs where it's like that's where small business tyranny comes in. You know, when you when you're like, oh well, businesses with under 15 employees can do this, so they'll hire 14 people and <laughs> be like. Oh no! Oh, yeah, no. yeah. And just yeah, the, uh, heap the work on them.
7: Yeah, the business community tried to fight it and tried to get exemptions for small businesses, but the city actually shut them down.
1: Good, good. No and, exemption. Uh, so, no, no more exemptions for small businesses at all. I'm tired oh, absolutely, of them. Yeah,
7: yeah, absolutely. And uh, in Houston, we're we're trying to get it on a a ballot initiative. Uh, chances are unlikely that we would get it through City Council, so it's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of registering voters, a lot of knocking on doors, talking to working class people. But you know, we've got a lot of a uh, lot of immigrants here in Texas that need the time off. Uh, Texas has really, really restrictive abortion access laws, which uh, require like waiting periods and stuff like that. So. Women traveling from rural counties and stuff into the major cities, you know, they're already taking time off to, you know, to get a procedure. Then they get there and they have to wait an extra day. It's, it's a lot of bull. And so these uh, paid time off and, and protected leave, you know, you can't be, you can't be uh, punished for taking your time off either once it's legally protected like this. Yeah. And so it's a big win for workers and of course the state legislature is already talking about trying to uh trying to tamp down on city regulations like this and uh, of course business groups have already filed filed suit to try to stop it but but uh we're we're ready for the fight
1: so yeah i i'd, I'd be curious at what's happening with the like what is the uh yeah, I mean there's always a bunch of scandalous stuff is this still in the early stages where they're not doing it or what are some of the things that the businesses are trying to do to keep this from happening
7: uh, yeah mostly lawsuits because uh, like I said the, the law itself doesn't take effect until October of 2018 but uh, but yeah they're trying to get all sorts of injunctions and and uh, orders to, to stop the emplacement of the of the ordinance
1: but they love to fight it in the courts within the government that's what they love to fight like they a ballot initiative for these things always i mean you're gonna win i would think i haven't seen I don't know. I, I guess I'm not, like, as up to it on, like, electoral politics, but I haven't seen a lot of those minimum wage things lose. I'm sure they have lost in, like, redder states that been able to convince people that their jobs will fire them if it happens or something like that. But, like, it would be I, – I think it would be pretty hard for a person who works for a living to vote down paid sick time.
7: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the problem is a lot of times people frame it as, uh, you know, oh, it's, you know, I, I support this law. I just don't think you should force people to do it. I don't I don't think you should force people to do it as if they're going to do it any other way. They're not.
1: Yeah, that's not and, the kind you know, like that's exactly the kind of thing you should force people to do. <laughs>
7: exactly. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, they love to sue. They love to get in the court. Uh, a lot of times, you know. In Texas, it's illegal for cities to raise their own minimum wage because, you know, a city a city did that, and so the business, you know, they go, they go the next level up. They go to the state, and they, you know, they get the state legislature to tell cities what they can and can't do. And so that's what they're trying to do with this. They're trying to get the state legislature to say that cities can't require paid time off or paid sick leave or anything like that. But we're lucky... Uh, The state legislature doesn't meet again Until February of
2: 2019
7: And so we do have a little bit of time To build the ground game And to, you know, try to expand The uh, the need, the want for it You know, get our message out there
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that is the kind of once people know that it's coming and they can pay attention to it and see where it's going, maybe that's even better for you. It's like getting awareness out there and making sure that people know that there is a ballot initiative is probably the best possible situation. That's what I keep thinking with weed. It's like, let's, let's just, I mean, like, it feels like we should just start doing ballot initiatives for everything that we want. That should be the thing. Like find some lawyer within our movement, some friendly lawyer to, the, to write up the, the bill Or, or the uh, initiative And then we go out and collect the signatures People are pretty willing to sign things To put them on the ballot And then you know It's easier to beat them It's easier to beat like these businesses And these corporate interests at the ballot Than it is anywhere else Because we can't win in the government
7: No, absolutely yeah yeah. I mean that's the thing with the, the lawsuits Is you know you're going up against The chamber of commerce you know business groups with huge, huge deep pockets, good lawyers, and, you know, versus nonprofits, immigrant rights groups, yeah. you know, worker defense projects, things like that. And it's, you know, it's sort of a David and Goliath situation. So absolutely, you know, the more the more it comes from a direct democracy approach, I think, you know, the more likely you are to, for a victory.
1: I mean, and also the more you win in direct d- democracy, people see that maybe the democracy should be a little more direct. Because that's how you know you're getting what the people want, you know?
7: Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, you know, I think the most telling thing is, like, if you look at a lot of the coverage from Austin's ordinance when they passed theirs back in February, uh, none of the pictures, you won't see anybody in, you know, red DSA t-shirts. They don't, uh, they, they like to keep the socialist element out of the media, but it's, you know, that's, I think, who's driving a lot of this stuff is, you know, real, real leftists, real socialists, you know, are really getting out there and doing the uh, the footwork in these campaigns. Yeah. It and just, it's telling to me that. Sorry. I,
1: I'm sorry. It just sucks. Like. It's probably better that way, because if you're trying to get people to vote for, so, like, if you tell wow. people you're voting for a socialist thing, they'll be like, well, I ain't no goddamn socialist. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me. It's like, but you just yeah, wanted sick days the other day.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Texas. It's a very fine line between, you know, hey, you like this, right? Well, yeah, so do I. And I'm a socialist. Well, wait, wait, wait. You know.
1: Yeah. You got to build socialism without people knowing that you're building socialism you got to sneak it in there. They just don't like that word. There's a lot of people out there that just don't like that word. They shut down the second they hear it. And I know it's becoming less and less, and it's becoming a more popular movement, but it's just, there's still, like, a whole lot of people that have only ever heard that in a negative way. So, I mean, I know that you want, like, for recruitment, it's really great if the news goes on and says the Democratic Socialists of America did this, but then it also... It might hurt the ballot initiative in the end, you know.
7: Yeah, yeah, it's a double-edged sword with the PR game.
1: Yeah, because it would be nice to see a lot more people identifying as socialists. That that would that would probably be a preferable situation to the people that are now like, "I'm a capitalist. I'm I'm a real capitalist." It's like yeah yeah. I don't know what that means. yeah we've got a
7: member of our we've got a member of our chapter who is on the ballot here for judge uh, Franklin Bynum and he is running openly as a socialist so and even got a he got a write up in the New York Times and stuff.
2: People, so probably,
1: been, uh... people probably think he's going to put you in gulags. That's what the conservatives, oh, yeah, yeah, Brett, they're running. The conservatives are running. Like, you know what happened when the socialists were in power? This guy's like trying to 100 get- 100 million people got killed. <laughs> this dude's trying yeah, to get universal yeah, yeah. health care. And they're like, 100 mazillion people are dead because of socialism. <laughs>
7: Yeah, his opponent is pretty shook. He's already putting out, you know, memes, you know, my opponent is a socialist in big red letters and stuff trying to scare everybody. It's uh it's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be a good election cycle down here.
1: There's a union, there's a anti-right to work organization in our town that used hammer and sickles to to like mean poisonous cuz like it's like oh, that well, rules. I kind of agree with like I agree that I don't want this to be a right to work state, but like trying to scare people with the hammer and sickle is probably not like, come on. Like that doesn't help. Oh, they, anybody. Oh, they were
2: using it as
1: a scare. Tactic. <laughs> yeah. They were saying like, right, oh, okay. right to work is toxic. And then it had hammer and sickles on each side of it. And it had red and black in the back. And I was like, what kind of message is this? Like, I mean, I guess yeah. I see what they're doing, but it's like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> It is. It is. Yeah, They're all over the place. It really
0: is a double edged sword because I have to say, I've seen a lot of folks' face light up when you say socialist out loud. I, you know, a lot of like grocery store people, or like when we did ComFest uh, last year, it was. We got a really great response out of people just saying the word because, um, you know, it's been such a an awful. It's been a pejor- pejorative in the United States for a really long time uh but also at the same time i i don't want to you i don't also don't want to identify with something that is so polarizing cuz there is plenty of folks that we can peel off from the other side if we talk more about principles and ideas and things like that versus labels you know
7: absolutely yeah
0: you got to play both sides Big of the time. field on
1: that one yeah 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 that's uh well, it's good to hear that you guys got stuff going on down there. Try to get some marijuana down there too. You know? Yeah, that would be thought nice. about that.
7: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got plenty. It's just illegal as hell. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're going, going to... for
0: like decriminalization <laughs> would be a big win, probably. Yeah.
7: Yeah, we've got a. They've got it set up where your first offense is uh, just a ticket here in Houston. Okay. But then apparently your second offense, even if it's just like a little roach, they're like, nope, that's possession. Ugh. so yeah they're they're close but not quite
1: we're working on it
0: yeah like you knew i smoked weed you've caught me with it before why is why are you making a bigger deal out about it now <laughs> i'm <laughs> doing fine on yeah, this. Yeah, since yeah. the last
1: time you saw me i'm feeling i'm looking good yeah, right man. i don't my shit's yeah, together y'all
7: y'all been knowing y'all been knowing <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
7: it's yeah. Well, Alright guys, thanks for your time Just wanted to call and say hi
0: Yeah, is there a website or a Twitter or a Tumblr If people want more information
7: uh, Yeah, yeah uh, I personally I'm at PeachBus It's P-E-A-C-H Underscore B-U-S And then uh, Houston DSA is I believe Just DSA Houston Perfect. Or I might have that The other way around And I'd be Houston DSA I can never remember
1: They'll find it Watch one of them is really uh, yeah. bad And the other
7: yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One Should of, have written that down
1: One of them
0: is for MAGA Chuds to Catch leftists and dox them uh, Thank you for calling in yeah, man I appreciate it We really do uh, Let's get this thing We're almost done here We're getting pretty close Let's yeah. see who's on the line. here We're gonna here. get everybody tonight We are Looks like Good night when everybody gets in Thanks for calling Street Fight Who are we talking to?
10: Hey, Street Fight. This is Nick from Los Angeles. How you doing?
1: What's up? How are you? We're doing pretty good.
10: Oh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm calling though, to complain about uh, a bunch of companies now here in the West Coast and a bunch of other cities. Primarily, Bird scooters. You heard of them?
1: What are? Oh, the scooter people yes i think we have heard about i've seen people yelling about the scooters and brett actually wanted to talk about the scooters at one point what what is this company so
10: bird launched here in los angeles seems like five or six months ago they drop off these electric scooters in the thousands into uh parts of the city and then they have an app which you can ride the electric scooter with for a dollar to start in
1: 10 cents a minute the dollar to start in 10 cents a minute
10: but then when you're done with the scooter you leave it wherever you want
1: so there's just
10: scooters
0: every like there's nobody keeping track of these things they're just thrown all over the streets
10: yes and when they break they get left there when people uh dismount in the middle of the road they get left there (laughs) in uh in places like Santa Monica and near the college campuses around town, there will be you know a couple hundred of them per square mile, and they just litter the entire city. <laughs>
1: I it's need to see a pa- I'm very gonna, bad. I'm looking up pig. this sounds wild it, like did, I mean no permits, I guess. like this yeah, isn't, so is the this company a-
10: launched on a model of um, launch now litigate later. So they actually have been sued by Santa Monica and paid $300,000 to the city of Santa Monica. But that's just a drop in the water for what they're stealing from the fucking community.
1: I'm looking at the pictures. It's birdies? B-I-R-D-Y-S?
10: Uh, I think that's how you make the plural, but it's just bird scooter.
1: Bird scooters. I'm looking it up. I want to see. Oh, they are they motorized? Yeah, they're
10: motorized. The
1: I'm gonna get theater. one of these, and, uh,
10: they go pretty fast, but they're like street legal. They're like a small moped almost in the speed, and so legally you have to be on the roads. But all these people just drive on the sidewalks, <laughs> and uh, it's gotten to be kind of dangerous and and quite a
2: pain.
1: I'm looking at pictures now of like just like scooters laying on the ground on sidewalks. What? Just people jumping off of those things and yeah, walking just... into the building like do do do. Just ghost ride it. <laughs> I love this. I I mean, I hate it. Obviously, it's bad, but it is. It's sort of funny that like this company went and was like, "We'll just litter all these scooters around town. People will love it. It's great. They'll be responsible. Someone will use them." No, there's not like no, there's designated no. areas. Like, they, did they not no. put out like? Because we have uh, bikes here that you can just grab and ride to another station, and you park the bike in there. They didn't put any of those there for these scooters so la actually
10: has quite an extensive bike share network with different racks and there are different companies that do these bike shares but they're all compatible or starting to become compatible so that's nice and like public transit but these things were just opened up to the world without any (laughs) uh public opinion taken or any permit granted And there are multiple companies now. So you'll see a bunch of different colored scooters stacked on top of each other in these graves (laughs) on people's block.
0: See, man, the thing that sucks about this is, like, I I really, uh, like, I am all for having these alternative modes of transportation and that we should all have access to them. But when when it comes to trying to do this model of it, you just, there's no way. To integrate if you're just going to try to disrupt the system by throwing <laughs> your scooters all over the street and soon who will pay for them like that's a nuisance you know like your experiment well, is now fucking with my city
10: day. and I walk to work every day and I'm having this problem now where these small narrow sidewalks with people in wheelchairs that I see walking every day are having to deal with this shit so I just throw them into trash cans whenever I see these things parked <laughs> in the sidewalk and not by a bike rack.
1: I just, this is incredible. This is, I want to ride one? That's the crummy thing about this. It's like you said, Brett. I, the anarchist in me likes a lot of this you know but it's like i also walk around my neighborhood and stuff and if there were dudes on electric scooters fucking flying down the sidewalk i don't want that like i don't (laughs) i don't need that in my life and leaving them laying just the pictures i just went through i google image searched birdie scooters and there were so many pictures of like just a sad scooter laying on the ground on a sidewalk well actually
0: also one of uh i I really enjoyed this when we went to New Orleans their bike share program, so they have their normal hubs where you can drop it off, but it it also had every bike had a lock attached to it and you could drop it off wherever you wanted as long as it was in the network and they charge you like one dollar more and we did see, see the one, one difference one we did see one oh, bike was that I was, was gonna... just like sunk in a muddy pit that someone had just like thrown there. <laughs> But for the most part, everyone kept them in the hubs. Yeah. The
10: one difference there is when you have that lock, it forces you to put it in a normal place.
0: Sure, yeah. And
10: when a bunch of college kids don't have a lock on these things, they get left inside buildings, uh, like on top floors of buildings, and then have to be removed by the janitors. And when you move the bike without paying for it, it beeps
1: like a home security or like little car security system what what that is hilarious so even then when you move it it, because i'm reading this now (laughs) the newest big trend in tech startups is in turning fueling an emergent youth culture as teenagers and young adults spend their free time collecting and charging electric scooters so you can get an app and get paid to chase these scooters down and charge them. Oh god. So people are running around chasing them down. They're like, it's like Pokemon Go. You get a little bit of money. It's like <laughs> independent contractor, right? It is. It's a gig. Yeah. It's like and they said there's like it's like a game. They gamified it. So it's like it's kind of like harder to find ones, you get paid even more money. You get more stats. I don't know. I, like, we got to... Like, Brett told me a story recently, and I don't know if he told this on the show, but I know that he... He. I think you told it at a party we were hanging out at, but you were talking about the cars to go. And you said you pulled over and parked one of those things?
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, one time when I was... I like the car to go. I don't know if you have those out there, but... It takes away all of that issue with, like, how much to pay the driver and whether they're getting taken care of. I mean, it's really just a car that you can use. And, I, I mean, I use it pretty regularly.
4: Like a zip car? Yeah, yeah, pretty Is close. like, zip car?
0: Yeah, okay. same thing. Yeah,
10: but those are convenient.
0: There was one time when I went and parked downtown. I, I pulled up to this meter, and I sat there, and I got out. And there was a woman that was, like, emptying the trash can nearby. And I said to her, I was like, do you know if I can park here? And she looked at me and she said, Psh, You can park
1: anywhere you want with that car. That thing has more rights than me and you do in this city. <laughs> <laughs> and those things can park any. You can park yeah. those things anywhere. No, there's just, no penalties. Yeah, because they, they ain't going to give you a ticket. They figure they can't, and they're not going to ticket the con- company because they're like, oh, we want the company in town. We want cars to go. We're so thrilled to have another tech startup in our city. Right. Because <laughs> that's what a lot of these cities do now. They're like. Like this scooter thing. If they had taken this to like city council, most cities would be like, "Oh, people are going to love this. Yeah. There's going to be scooters all over the place, <laughs> and they'll just let them do it." But you're well, saying they're-
10: eventually they're going to be in every city, and unless people start, you know, taking some action against them, it's just going to be a another annoyance that doesn't need to be there, making a few people a kind ton of money.
1: Yeah. This is funny. You want to hear this is a funny sentence on this fortune. I'm reading Fortune the fortune.com article about this. The systems offer a potentially innovative solution to urban transportation, particularly what's known as the last mile problem. How to get users of public transit from stations to their doorstep. It's like, God damn, can you walk for like a minute? <laughs> what's it Not gonna do? <laughs>
10: Well, to take them any far distance is way too expensive. I mean, after your, uh, your, I think it's 10 or 15 cents a minute, you rack that up very quickly because you have to take the road and wait at red lights.
1: Oh no! Yeah, they doing it by the minute is genius because they knew people were just going to use them to go like right down the street. Because I could see it when I could see it like I want to get something to eat. This place is five minutes away. I do, if if I drive here, it's going to take me thirty five minutes to find somewhere to park. If I walk here, it's going to take forever to get there. And uh, so, what can I do? That's the last mile problem. And I'm sure drunk-ass people are on those things, too, just yeah. causing all sorts of trouble.
10: Oh, they actually lock after 8 p.m., so if you are uh, trying to use one close to 8 p.m., you might be uh, locked out of your trip or just have dead weight that beeps at you.
1: That's actually useless, then,
0: for, at yeah. 8 p.m. I would I mean- rather... Drunks just get killed in the street
1: instead of being driving <laughs> well, okay. around. Put a breathalyzer on the damn thing. They put them in people's trucks every time they get a DUI. I don't know, man. After 8 o'clock, you want to be at yeah. Like, that's when people are out doing stuff. Time what? to scoot, baby. <laughs> scoot it and boot but it. half the time, they
10: don't even work. So, I've tried to use them as much as I hate them, but... All three times I actually got the app out and put my credit card in, the damn scooter wouldn't even start. So of course. The majority of these things are just litter, and they're really ugly and really weird shape, and they don't fit in the trash can very nicely. So,
0: Right, and so basically some some fucking Steve got a half-billion dollars to start up some company is going to use this as his resume to get in some C-suite job, you know? Like, this isn't even going to matter... You know, in two, two or three years from now, probably we'll just not. No one will remember this happened. But this shit, all this waste and all of this time was, and energy was put into this, some assholes' endeavor.
10: God. Oh, especially now LAPD started impounding them, so they don't have much, much time with this business model, and they're eventually going to be found illegal. But for the time being, they're just being complete asses to. You know, your little neighborhoods and wrecking them with this garbage.
1: Yeah. Wow. This that charging thing is. Listen to this. Every afternoon around 4 p.m. When school lets out, Brandon, an 18 year old high school senior in Los Angeles who is asked to be referred to by only his first name goes bird hunting. He heads for his minivan. It's called bird hunting. He heads for his minivan, (laughs) and on the drive home, he'll swing through convenient neighborhoods, picking up about 13 bird electric scooters along the way, tossing them into the back of his car. I have a whole system, he says. I'll go home and put the 13 I initially caught on the chargers. They'll charge for about three hours until around seven or eight when Bird makes more scooters available for charger pickup. Then I'll go back out. So they're having people take these things and take them home and charge them at their house. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, this oh, and then, me- then the
10: app has nests where you drop the scooters off after you charge them. So you could have your own front yard be in the nest because a bunch of teenagers live by you. And then some other kid drops off to charge scooters at 8 a.m.
1: I'm getting a nest at my house. I mean, like, it seems it is like a good after school job. Bird hunting sounds like a good after school job, (laughs) but it's crazy that they have all this like stuff in place and they didn't like consult anybody like nobody was consulted about this. The people that live there, they, they probably didn't even put billboards up that said bird is coming. It was probably just like one day everybody woke up and there were scooters laying all over the place.
0: Yeah, it didn't come out of nowhere. The nest—I mean, it's basically like your cart corral for bikes, though. That's like the nest, right?
1: Yeah. The next morning, he wakes up early, eats breakfast, and drops them off in groups of three at designated bird nests. So this guy's driving around all day with them and charging them and all this stuff. There's no money in this at all. Probably just enough to get candy. Yeah. He said on one Does particularly how
4: much she gets paid for charging?
1: It says on one particular it says the next um bird pays Brandon a contract worker up to several hundred dollars a night. That's not true. On a particularly successful night Brandon bought home $600. That's There's no fucking way, dude. I never made that much doing Uber or anything like that. There's just no fucking way he's bringing in that much money. This is bird hunting. This This ain't Ubering. mm -hmm. I just don't see Bird handing out this kind of money. Although, I mean, they are a tech startup. They have all kinds of money to hang out. They don't say how they actually pay for it in the thing. Now you're going to become a a bird hunter, aren't you?
10: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe, or just cut all the brake lines and just release them back into the wild.
0: Yeah, that's true. Figure out a way a way to dismantle the beeping.
1: I mean, look, yeah, I'm it, gonna the 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 I'm a real fun dude, and I like to do fun things. Part of me <laughs> loves this, but the politics part of me hates it.
10: Yeah, there's definitely a way to do this with more people control. You know, you make it a utility like you were saying earlier And you can actually make this work But the current model is just really out of hand
1: Yeah, yeah it's This current model sounds wild But, I mean, I want to ride a scooter I'm going to tell you I, w- I do want to ride one of the scooters now I, Now that it's Because I see people zipping around on those things in my neighborhood And I'm like, oh, I'd like to be zipping around on one of those I want a motorized thing Like, I feel like every adult now And maybe it's just a a function of where I live, but like every adult now gets to have a car and a little motorized thing to zip around (laughs) town. Yeah. Like I saw, I see people driving golf carts around my neighborhood. I see people zipping around on different scooters. That one wheel thing. There's just one wheel between your feet. It's like damn, a uh, motorized longboard. Yeah, it's like baseboard. We have actually uh we oh, have those a, are cool. We have an electric
0: bike. I'm I've actually I'm gonna go look at electric bikes because we just bought that minivan and the gas mileage makes me feel really bad inside. So now <laughs> I have to find some way to offset that bad feelings. I've looked at electric bikes. I think I might go that route. I mean, but uh,
1: you know what's better for the environment? A bike that's not electric. Yeah, dude, but that's so hard to do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You know me. I. You get an electric bike, I'm like, can I get a ride on that thing? <laughs> so, <laughs> I've never ridden like a Vespa or anything like that. I would love to ride one of these electric things. I had a scooter.
0: I liked having my scooter. Although it's just you feel so open and naked to the world with
1: all those dumbass cars. Yeah. yeah. Especially here where everybody hates everything that's not a car. That's true. That, I mean, that's why they don't yeah, do Yeah, at least
10: there are bike lanes here.
1: Yeah, there are bike, there lanes, are bike here, lanes here, so. but people don't give a shit about the bike lanes here. But they're here. Like the bike lane here is a lane that is like cut in half. So even if like you if you drive on it, you're still halfway in the bike lane. <laughs> well,
2: I yeah, will keep you
10: guys too much longer. Just wanted to uh, complain about the bird scooters to a wider audience that doesn't have to move five or six of them every day to get to work. <laughs>
2: so,
10: <laughs> Have a
0: good one. You You should be
1: charging those things, man. Yeah, get them charged. Oh, I do see a picture of one in a trash can at the beach. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, That's so funny that people are throwing them in the trash and stuff. Like, just really just this business seems so weird to me i would love to talk to the people that started it but i know they would like do a bunch of startup tech mumbo jumbo and it would be boring but i'd love to it's a psycho yeah you know you just want to get in his fucking like what are you doing like you just do you know because they don't change the world man (laughs) they don't see it as they just went out and threw a bunch of scooters on the road i deal deal with it i went handed out freedom all night long (laughs) I looked at all these
0: commuters. Their last mile is hell. I just gave them the solution
1: to the last mile. That's what I did, okay? That's what I took the angel investors' money and did. What are you doing? Imagine worrying about the last mile in, like, Santa Monica, California. Oh, I know. know. Just walk it, man. Right.
0: (laughs) It's beautiful there. I don't know. I don't know. The sun's a little too hot
1: some days. Oh yeah, hey, step off the bus, step onto a scooter and just take off and go to work what a what a world what a fucking world we live in! Nobody wants to walk walking is free. you don't have to pay ten cents a minute for that mile home, yeah, but walking some yeah,
0: I don't know. I like walking, but it just doesn't work out for every in, every time, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, sometimes you need an electric scooter. Unfortunately, some will never turn their bounty in. They steal the scooters and chop shop them, piecing them out and selling the batteries for up to $50. Oh, right. That's a good deal. The bird will chirp at you if you try to steal it, but they chirp so often that no one pays attention. (laughs) (laughs) No one would stop you or say anything. I can show you on the charger map which ones are stolen. The battery's always out. The battery's always at zero, and they were last seen like seven days ago. (laughs) Keep stealing them and doing all that stuff. That's fun. Like, screw the company, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's see the last mile. A problem that never needed solving. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to?
6: Hey, guys. It's Caleb.
1: What's up, Caleb? How are you?
6: I am pretty good tonight. I am just chilling out in the middle of hell of nowhere in Wyoming.
1: Ooh. And... I want to go there real bad, but I don't, think I'm, I don't know. I don't know what the big city is there, but I, I do want to go there.
6: Yeah, the big city in Wyoming would be Cheyenne.
1: Oh, it's, I like the name. Yeah, and it's uh,
6: it's it's on the same interstate that Denver and Fort Collins and that whole eastern front is on. But I am I so i did the raptor trapping stuff in oregon and then oh. i lived in iowa and i did i lived in this winter i lived in iowa and i did some apartment painting stuff now i'm back in wyoming and i t- i tweeted a while ago about catching all these birds and giving them like street bike canyon names and all that stuff that was fun
1: yeah yeah i saw some of them that, what, what were some of the names you gave the birds
6: <laughs> no, some of the ones that like the, the Facebook group and all that throughout were really good. Some of the names that some of the names I gave were like Dare Cop and, <laughs> and Little Leninist and uh, that kind of stuff. So, but <laughs> it's, it's it's yeah. So I'm living out here in Wyoming catching birds, and the theme of the night. Is independent contractor and that's basically what
1: i am nice an independent
6: yeah
1: you're a bird catcher too you're a bird hunter too in a way
6: (laughs) yeah 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 right i thought about that when he was talking about those electric computers
1: (laughs) (laughs) we got a bird we had a person to talk about bird hunting and now we have an actual bird hunter that actually hunts birds but you don't kill them. You don't. hunt. I wouldn't call you a hunter. Yeah. I know you hunt them, but you're you're better than that. You ain't gonna kill the bird.
6: Right? No. I see. I stalk them and I I catch them and I put radio collars around them and they're they're pretty they're pretty annoyed while you have them in the hand and stuff. Then you let them go and then they just live out their lizard lives <laughs> <laughs> and trying to trying to figure out you know what how they're using the land and stuff. And one of the reasons why we're doing this study here is because there's a lot of oil development starting to go on. And with the with the oil drilling and all that comes a lot of um, natural gas that could also be used to heat homes. And, of course, I, I don't know, like, how many wells are like, fracking wells and all that good stuff. But, yeah, we're... we're I'm out here, <laughs> probably the only street fighter in Carbon County, Wyoming. But hey, maybe the listeners will prove me wrong.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Yeah.
6: But um, yeah, because just um, like my my coworkers are so there's there's four of us and we're all right around the same age, and so there's like. There's, this, there, there's a lot of people who are, like, my age, a little older, a little younger, that we're all just, like, out here trying to, like, do wildlife work and stuff. And one of the things that I have noticed just doing this kind of stuff is, like, a lot of the people who are our bosses and, like, all the professors at the universities and all of the nonprofit chair people and all that stuff, the people who do a lot of great work for philanthropy for, you know, be like, well, can we not just kill everything as a human in the name of just pointless development? And so there's, they're, they're good at, like, doing their fundraising stuff and, like, getting their money, but it's Uh, So I'm out here by myself a lot, and so I've just been, like, pounding through, like, all this, like, Mark's audiobooks and stuff, (laughs) so I'm, like, out here catching birds, fanning them up, listening to Mark's on the speaker, (laughs) and it's been a good time.
1: Maybe the birds will develop class consciousness. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Yeah, right. That'd be really funny. (laughs) Yeah. Make it, yeah, it's like make a cartoon about it's like a bunch of Marxist birds like trying to take back their homes. that'd be pretty good,
0: so but, but um, so but like so the but the the premise of the job though is that like you know this is a sacrifice you're making to do this type of stuff, right they're not going they're, yeah they're not offering you like any sort of fair treatment or luxury treatment or extra benefits because you're into you know, working and helping people understand the environment.
6: Yeah. So, just, i balls on the table here. So, they pay us two grand a month to live, and the, you get paid two grand a month to do the work. And, like, with all the other independent contractor stories you're going to hear, uh, your, your hours are what your hours are. And so... We're working. We, pro- I, on the job. We worked like oh, I don't know something gross, like forty-five days in a row. Wow! Like in a row.
0: Oh God!
6: Yeah, yeah. Like That's in, in a row. I know, and it's we have like a graduate student who is leading the study, and it's just like. <laughs> He gets paid less than we are, and it, it, it's 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 a lot to like un like oh it's a big can of worms to open up on this show right here right now. But it's it's just that like I just look around and we're working so much, and it's like you can't comp- you can't complain about the work because it's like cool. You're 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 having a neat experience and you're doing all this stuff, but <laughs> you're so like you're not we're not paid that much and so much of the way that research is set up to help defend wildlife and stuff is uh, okay like if the guy with the money who wants to dig wells really wants to do it mm-hmm. he'll get he'll get the ears of the wyoming state senators and state representatives and they're just going to be like yeah yeah, like these owls live in these trees, but uh, you know, quid pro quo, baby. We got we got a drill, you know, political expedient, all that kind of stuff. Right. And so, one thing, one thing, just being out here like this has made me realize: it's just like we need to completely just, at least strictly in terms of how wildlife, all this stuff is set up, all these universities do their research. It's just like, when it comes to land and the animals that live on the land, it's an ultimate question of property. And, uh, I mean, you don't have to read a whole lot of anarchist text to figure out that it's like, oh, well, property is like, it's, why respect it? Why respect barbed wire fences? Why respect all that stuff? And that's the kind of those are just the kind of questions I'm trying to ask my coworkers without coming off as just like, you know, to, <laughs> uh, there goes Caleb again, going loony, going looney tune after drinking some whiskey and getting all political. So. Try
1: not, to, yeah, yeah. I know the feeling. I never want to yell at people when we're hanging either, but it's like sometimes you got to talk about it. You like you wait until they bring it up, and then you unload all of your your best material on them right there. That's what I do. But yeah, generally, yeah. like it's it sucks because Brett and I hang out in like the same kind of group. So if we start talking about politics, then it's automatically perceived that we're ganging up on somebody. But it's like, we don't even agree on the same stuff. There's just some, we have like a way of looking at the world where we have these certain assumptions about the way things are that it can come off like we're teaming up. But we disagree on things all the fucking time. But it's looked at as like, I don't know, you have to be so sensitive about how you say politics to your friends, you know, it, it's such mm-hmm. a, yeah. it's always so fucking loaded. It's crazy. That's it's why great, I like yeah. doing the live shows when it's after the live shows and you're just standing and talking to people and you can be your 100% true politics to somebody. That's mm-hmm. what's great about our live shows. Cause that's the one place where you can do that. Well, Hey, right, can,
8: you can, yeah.
1: Sorry, Caleb. Yeah. Hey, thanks for calling, man. I appreciate it.
6: Yeah, no problem, guys. I yep. The Facebook group is the, the only reason why I keep my Facebook. I, yep, I, lo- I listen to all your stuff. I love the direction you guys are taking. So yeah, keep it up.
1: Thank you. We appreciate it. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this last call in the air, Brett, and go home and get some ninety nights.
0: Sorry, I just got distracted because you posted an
1: amazing
0: video—the
1: bowling, bowling video fails. I know it was playing in front of me when somebody was talking, and I was like, "Damn, these bowling fails are so funny." I saw someone
0: throw a fucking ball through the ceiling, I- and it like came out about fifteen feet. Uh, down the w- down the way
1: there's also a few where they hit the tvs it's like how
0: the fuck are you doing that when you're balding like we get stuck on your thumb if you use a ball that's too tight though and it gets stuck on your thumb and just plops off
1: yeah yeah that's true
0: that's true all right thank you for calling street fight who are we talking to
4: you're talking to shit pro
1: what's up shit pro how are you doing tonight
8: i'm I'm doing good uh i I graduated from
1: college today oh how's it going you made it through college he asked me for a pep talk one time he was having trouble in his last two weeks of college i hope i gave you something (laughs) decent i i was you asked me at a time where i was in a real dumpy place so i was kind of like i don't know how to give a pep talk when i feel like shit
9: no, nah,
4: no, nah, it, it, it helped me helped me uh, power, power through it, so yeah.
1: So how does it feel to be done? It
4: doesn't, doesn't feel
8: that that climactic, to be honest. I don't know, how How did you feel?
1: Uh, the first day was really great, and then the first like three weeks afterwards were also really great, because it was like, holy shit, I don't have to do anything at all. Like, nothing <laughs> needs to get done. I'm not gonna like nothing needs to get done. I can just be who I am and like I don't have any homework, I don't have any work to do and I'm just doing nothing. But uh after a while you start to be like, well, I got to find something to do.
9: Yeah, I got to
8: I got to start uh resume building, cover letter writing.
2: That
1: yeah, time. that that's kind of hard. Like the resume thing is one of the hardest things for me. I still like I've said this on the air before. I don't think I've ever had a good resume. I just don't know how to make them.
8: Yeah, well, my 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 uh, my girlfriend, she's an expert resume maker, so she's going to help me with all with all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Then, so yeah, what's next? Cool. What's next for yeah. shit, bro? What's
8: next? What's next? I'm gonna start applying for positions at labor unions. Um, right on. You know, um, we're talking SEIU. Uh, we're talking Unite Here. Um, that's about. That's about all I've from just the the, the search I've done. That's about uh, all there there seems to be available right now. But uh, you know. Um, That's, that's what I'm going to do. I have to, I, you know, and, um, if that doesn't work out, I'm just going to do the salting thing because I already knew if I can't get an actual position at a union, I'll try the salting thing.
1: Yeah. That's probably a good idea.
8: uh, You know, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a college
4: graduate to,
8: you know, only took, I'm 25 now. I started you know school when i was 18 so it only took me you know six seven years but uh i finished
1: it oh yeah yeah well it's good that you got out it took me five i think but i uh, because i had to take a bunch of prereqs. uh but that yeah it's good that you're out congratulations ship pro it's good to hear that you're you're i mean keep us posted obviously with the job hunt or the salting don't tell us where you're gonna salt but thank you for calling All right, have a great night, boys. See ya. Okay, Bye. Brett, do the do the gimmick.
0: Thank you for listening to Street Fire Radio. As I said several times, we do this every single week. Sundays, take your call, 614-412-5252. Start calling in at about 10.30 if you want to get in early. That's uh, the best way to get on the show. If you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon. It's a website where you give money to the creators that you like. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash streetfight radio. One dollar a month you get a bonus episode. Three dollars a month you get a zine. Uh, we also have available C B D and Kratom for $35 a month for the, the C B D you get an isolate and a free copy of the zine. If you just want to buy Kratom or C B D, head over to store.streetfightradio.com. Thank you, Josh, for being in the studio today with us. Thank you for having me. He's at username Joshua on Twitter. We will see you later this week. We're Street Fight. Peace. Good night, guys. In a and
2: trumber, she does a samba for you. Just let like me Mery-